right, we're here. Hello. Non-binary. Get used to it. So <laughs> I don't. I don't think. Okay. We're not. <laughs> it's fine. Shut up. Uh, I'm still in that weird era where if I someone says non-binary, I just think of like computer speak, because mm-hmm. like a binary code and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm just like I don't see numbers, and I'm just like, what? you're a terrible person. <laughs> if that's why I'm a terrible person, then I think we're gonna be okay. Yeah. So because yep. I've said and done a lot of other shit that is it's, regrettable in my life. It's okay. So, uh. How's it going, gentlemen? It's going. How are you? Good. I'm all right. I'm tired. I'm drinking. So that that makes you feel any better. So it's it's just a beer. It's just, just another lightweight. You, that night. is true. You are you are a lightweight. You've so. seen me. Granted, I was drinking rum at ten o'clock in the morning, and you were drunk <laughs> by ten thirty. Stupid fall. Yeah. <laughs> I still remember what Scotty Scotty was like. Let me have a. I'll take a swig. This was before pandemic so yeah. he was like let me have a swig of that and he just took a swig he goes you didn't tell me it was all rum <laughs> <laughs> yeah because we're standing waiting for the Windjammers tournament waiting for our names mm-hmm. at 10 a.m yep. and i was like oh let me uh let me smell it let me swig of that and that it looked like water and i was just like "Ooh, good well morning, it was in a America. water bottle so. <laughs> yeah well i, was, I thought I was you like, had I, bought the- I think you had dark rum not light rum. Uh, it was it was dark rum, but he thought I mixed it with something like maybe Dr Pepper or something like yeah, that. Who the fuck anything, mixes water? Mixed okay, never mind. Okay, okay, and, uh, that's that's valid. Chris, non-alcoholics mix drinks sometimes. So. Okay, got it. <laughs> I'm to the point now where I'm just like, get all that dilution out of there. Just give me the fu- fucking thing. So, mm. Mm. Uh, we got some people in the chat. Uh, we got a story for the icebreaker. That just two minutes ago, Chris went, what the fuck is this? Oh, okay, that's what this is. So this is going to be great. I also didn't read this article, so I'm going to read the little snippets I put in the docket. So, uh, But I know basically the gist of it. Oh, my God, cameras look great. I fucking love me. Uh, anyway. They're fine. Uh, for people that the play date uh, makes a software development kit uh, free and is available now. So for people that don't know what the fuck the play date is. Uh, people that are watching the podcast can see a picture of it right now. But the Playdate is a handheld gaming device developed by Panic Inc. The device offers a unique handheld gaming experience by utilizing a rotating crank as part of the controls. In addition, new games will be added at a random, on a weekly basis. I'm still not 100% on that. Like, just random games, but whatever. I don't think they're going to uh, be so in-depth. that. You're oh, God, the progress. Raid Link. What? <laughs> Uh, sorry, I forgot to turn off the raid link <laughs> in the chat. So, oh, it's fun. Uh, anyway, I'll fix it in a minute. Uh, but anyway, Panic goes on to explain that while the, they built the Playdate dev kit for people already comfortable with coding, they also strive to make it a as user friendly as possible. The development kit allows users to code in two different languages: Lua, a higher level scripting language, and C for improved performance. Oh, excuse me. In addition, the software development kit features helpful functions for font handling, drawing, animations, sprites, and more. Naturally, as the Playdate utilizes a crank as a key control element, the development kit also features tools to assist in that area as well. I I just imagine WarioWare on this thing. Like, that's exactly what I imagine. It's like, crank it! And you're just like, 
you gotta like crank it real quick. <laughs> it's it feels like, like it's that sort it. of bullshit. A little bit. Yeah. It's uh, also uh for audio listeners, this is black and white. The screen is black and white. The screen is, yes. Just a reminder. It's, a, it's it very much looks like a if you took a Game Boy Pocket, basically cut off a little bit of the bottom, stretched it to the sides, and then put a crank on the side. It's a square. Mm-hmm. It's basically what it looks like. Yeah, yeah yep. it's a complete square. Uh Another feature, another great feature about the development kit is that the Playdate simulator, or is the Playdate simulator for your computer. The app allows you to run and test games directly from your computer without the need for the actual hardware. The tool uh, allows you to simulate the crank, log errors, and check memory usage. It's usable for Mac, Windows, and Linux operating system. Uh, we still don't have a release date on the Playdate, but oh, I believe like this. I thought it was. I mean, it's still in a. This is a development kit that this story is talking about, and uh, you can check it out over on the. You can get the development kit over on their official website, uh, and whenever. I don't even remember well, when we covered this. People, I know we covered it, but I cannot remember when. Yeah, the reason I was oh. confused is because I've seen journalists and stuff playing with it already and showing it off. So. Really? Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, it's been out Chris there. Chris is going to be reaching out to some people then. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. I'm not that enthusiastic. I'm just surprised. You know, Ooh, sometimes you hear about tech and things that are planned, especially with like within the, the retro space or the uh, like the indie community. Um, yeah. And it'll pop up and you'll be like, oh, that's interesting. It'll never see gold. It'll never launch. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden this... I'm surprised it had two updates. I'm surprised that it had a delay. Like, there was enough interest for them to have a delay in the batteries and get that shit pushed to early 2022. Because I remember that being one of the things that was holding this device back. Um, I'm really curious on the the number of people who are actually, like, buying into this. That That's, I, that's really, like... If you like... WarriorWare niche, <laughs> yeah niche. If you like WarriorWare and shit like that, then sure. I guess that well, I guess this is for you. At first, we thought that crank might be a power source, so <laughs> I, that was the first thing I thought of. I thought of like a like a I don't know like a emergency lamp that you can buy for when power goes out. You can just crank it or emergency radio and stuff like that. I remember my dad had one of those because we lived down in Tornado Alley. So mm-hmm. you kind of got to have one of those, especially if you don't have a basement or a storm cellar. So, <laughs> well, I thought that's what it was too, because it's very similar to the laptops that a lot of these charity organizations give to children in Africa, where it has the hand crank to keep the power on. Um, so I was just curious, maybe it's like one of those fucking things. Not gonna lie, I I'd totally be happy to have one of those. Like, there's a fighting game on this. Is it what? Yeah, we forgot about the dock too that it connects uh, to. Okay. You said there was a fighting game. I didn't see the fighting game. Yeah, oh, it's at the very that. end. It looked like no. there was a fighting game on it. Oh, I missed it. This is a thing that I would not buy, but if I was at like PAX or something <laughs> and I, I saw it at a booth, I'd be like, oh, I do want to check this out. Let me see how this feels. I would yeah, buy this I'm... for less than $150. I don't think it's less than that. I don't remember. Granted, uh, this is a video that we're watching, but the gameplay looks smooth, and uh, I like to like when they put it on the dock, 
It just like it was like it was a magnet. It just went spoop and like fit perfectly on it. The dock is a so, cube. I am curious of the price because if this thing is one seventy nine, if this is going for anything higher than that, I don't know it. I don't think it would be very uh, successful. I guess, but it's interesting. And again, like I always say, I've never seen something like this before. So it's got my interest. It's one of the reasons that I think I fell in love with Night Trap and almost every other game Scotty's recommended to me. So <laughs> You're welcome. This is this is right along the lines of the, the game wave for me, or it's just stupid ass shit that I end up finding. I would say the game wave is a lot stupider than this. Oh man. no, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. You are absolutely right. Um this is like my my mindset is this is only $179 so I am in the middle of adding this to my cart. Well, uh if this helps, it says who made it? Uh Panic who makes Mac software and also publishes video games like Firewatch, Untitled Goose Game and Now or Uh-oh. Play with Your Food. I don't know what that one last one is. Now or Nor N O U R. The middle one's the only one you got to worry about. Yeah. So. <laughs> Firewatch I've heard a lot of good stuff about, but um yeah. I wish I knew more about coding, so I understood more of this. I mean, if I, you go to the website, a lot of it is I'm pretty. Just, it's like a language that I might not know. Yeah, um, I'm just happy that someone out there is doing something innovative. That's who's not Nintendo for a change, because nothing's really happening yeah. otherwise in the gaming atmosphere. So I was wondering. This says requires Wi-Fi, requires USB power source. No problem. Uh, it doesn't say anything about the dock. Yeah, there's not like, anything uh, uh, hmm. on the site that says, hey, you can buy the dock here. Um, maybe it's still in development. Maybe. I don't know. So, I bought one, so when it comes, I'll let you guys know. Oh, my God. <laughs> I knew he got super quiet, and I was like, he's probably spending money. Got, <laughs> there, there, better be, there better be a fishing game on this. There has to be, right? There, yeah, there better that be. would be perfect. There yeah. better be. Also, Chris, you just every time you buy these things, you just ensure that you have to review it. Like, <laughs> it keeps me employed, man. I don't know. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> I guess so. Powell, oh, if you're Jesus. listening to this, I got you, baby. Mm-hmm. Powell doesn't know how to turn on podcasts. Winding that thing. <laughs> <laughs> This is going to be the one where he's like, I heard what you fucking said whenever we have our meeting this week. Imagine. <laughs> yeah. Imagine. He's like, oh, I haven't hung out. I haven't figured out what they were doing for a while. Let's go check it out. Oh, shit. But so, yeah, if you're interested in that, go to uh, what was it? Uh, I think it's just play date. Play dot date. Play dot date. Yeah. Play dot date. Uh, and you can pre-order it at play dot date uh, shop. Dot... Yeah, it's weird. They have the Crank they don't have like party. a dot com. Crank, top, crank that part. Yo, what if Soldier Boy got in on this? I uh, don't like, know. Don't let him. <laughs> I'd return my pre-order. Yeah. I want to say that the the Soldier, whatever his fucking handheld one came out, kind of looked a little bit like this without it, the what, crank. What has it not looked like at this point that he has produced or whatever? What is it? He's done a lot of bullshit. So, like, yeah. he had the one, like, the one, like, home console, and then he tried coming out with a portable that kind of looked like a Game Boy. Um, right. the crank station. I don't know. Is it, it was, called the crank yeah, station? No, was that not. legit? No, it's not. <laughs> no, because, <laughs> that's because the episode title. he's not. He yeah, put, put that in the fucking the crank station's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> okay, no, it, it looks but, like the analog fucking shit. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It looks like the analog mini, right? But uh, 
There were many ta- times where, like, he should have just called this the Soldier Boy mm-hmm. because it's like a Game Boy. Don't so- <laughs> give him. Don't give him that, ideas. That was probably the title of many articles around it. Have you bought Soldier Boy's new The Soldier Boy? Like, I don't know how, I don't want to turn, I don't want to give Soldier Boy anymore. He had that one song that he made a bunch of fucking money off of, and then there you go. So. <laughs> play date. Uh, play crank date. The cranker. Crank that play date. Uh, I hate you. Right. <laughs> play date. We would like to crank. That's what their motto is. Play date. If you're listening to this, get us on your marketing team. We will get you traffic. I'm not going to say sales. I'll say traffic. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right, that's all I got. That was a quick, little quick little opener. That's fine. I didn't have, we didn't have an opener to the opener, so yeah, no, it's a little bit quicker this no week. No pop so. update this week. Sorry, guys. Sorry about that, guys. Mm-hmm. Apologize. Oh, no, no, right, no. Chris. Confirming the crank. Is what? it a gimmick? Nah. Does it charge the Playdate's battery? No. Is it really fun? Yes, yes, and yes. It's an analog controller that flips out from the side, allowing you to precisely yeah. dial the act. Okay. There was a part, there was one in the video that it was showing that uh, it was moving the crank and then it was like making a character walk. And yeah. then when it cranked it backwards, the character was walking backwards and then it fell down some stairs. Yeah, it looked like so. Vib Ribbon or something. I can't wait to have uh, buyers. We should have put that on the list. The second I get this. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can't wait to hey, buy it's, it it's off of you. When no you sell Game it. Gear Micro, so. so you're probably fine. I had a Game Gear Micro and my hands still hurt from that thing you did really when not the game gear micro i had the uh what was it the game boy advance micro oh, that's what i had very different that's yeah, really that not not that bad i have like one or two of those it they're those are fine have you played it as an adult now yeah i mean i've game. got big fat hands but i mean like if i just rest i've got little table. hands for a like i've been told as a man i have little hands and i'm just like thanks but uh, <laughs> mm, <laughs> even man. me like playing that and then like so when you played Monster Hunter on the Vita, well, I think it was PSP more. Uh, you had to wear use like a weird claw technique, the fish yeah, hook. to like to be able to hit all the buttons correctly. And I was just like, after like two hours, I was like, I have to stop. Yep. Like my hands hurt too much. Yep, <laughs> so. you had to do that for the third birthday too, I think. But yeah. <sighs> all right, to welcome to your the... PSP show, folks. Yeah. Dude, Sony's got a new up or a new announcement coming out soon. Maybe it's the Vita too. Sure, so, I highly sense. doubt that. Anything That'll else never they would do. fucking happen. One more, yep. one more idea to forget in a year and a half. Yep, Scotty, I went down the same route you did with the Dreamcast shells, and I started finding PSP and I think it was PSP shells hmm. because the joystick on my PSP has been busted for a long time. So I'm like, oh, I probably need to fix this. That and then I was like, that, yeah. oh, this clear case looks awesome. Yeah. And I was like, I can't go down. Oh, this there's tons. Again. There's like, plenty of. If you go to Japan, it's like buying bubblegum. It, it, it's the PSP shells rival Kit Kat flavors over there. It really be like Kit-Kat that? Flavors. There's a lot. I mean, the handheld. This is intrigued. You know, handheld <laughs> stuff is so much bigger over in Japan because nobody wants to be home in their sardine sized apartment. So, you know. It is true. That's true. Uh, anyway. definitely true. So. I just remember always seeing all those PSPs because I really wanted a different color of mine. I will say, Chris has been, you've been a lot more active in the Discord with getting like groups. Like, you're like, hey, I'm in the voice chat. Jump in here. And it's always been, you've been playing a lot of Japanese Legend of Dragoon. 
And I haven't been able to jump in those voice chats, but I'll get a message being like, hey, have I told you that Japanese Legend of Dragoon is bullshit? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> if you look up two messages, you just said that. So <laughs> it's, a, it's the frustration, man. It's the frustration. The, the, is the, it better? <sighs> um, <laughs> is it different? How, how, do I, how do I put this? Yes and no. So the localization team did a really, really good job with the Legend of Dragoon and porting it okay. over to English. The story behind its localization um, was that when the game was released in 1999 uh, to Japanese markets, everyone kind of like looked at it, played it, and said, what the fuck? Because <laughs> apparently the game is was super fucking hard. Um, and based on that feedback that they got back, they released a, a, I guess you could say a gold version for international markets. Uh, and there's actually two of them. There's one for the U.S. And then there's an even easier one for the PAL region. And then the, like I've played the Jap or the American or the U.S. one. And I'm like, this isn't it can be hard at parts, but it's nothing like too crazy. I think the difference is that when you approach the the U.S. version there is obvious skill checks where it's just like mm. I go into a fight and I obviously don't know the mechanic. For example, Lennis. In disc two, when you're fighting Lennis for the first time, the player is not going to know that, hey, maybe don't go into your dragoon form. Maybe don't be throwing magic items at her because once you start throwing magic items at her or you go into your dragoon form, she kind of goes into like this berserk phase where she takes four turns and she's just one magic spell after another. You might game over twice in a let's play. So <laughs> right, right. It, it's it's kind of annoying. Like the the last boss in disc one um, is not necessarily a skill check, but it is a culmination of everything that you were working on throughout the entire disc. So when you go to do that encounter, it's it's relatively difficult, right? Right. The Japanese version is just straight up fuck you. The entire time. I don't know if there's been a boss fight where I didn't walk out of it thinking, I almost died. I almost gamed over. Even game like, overed. Like Kongle for the first time? Bro, Kongle. I had to look back at our old footage to see the difference. So if you drop combo against Kongle, I don't remember if I dropped combo. I think I did against Kongle. I, I think I have done did that a few times. When you get the counter hit or his... his his suplex, whatever the fuck that he does to you, he just straight up banes you on your back and then kicks you away. Um, basically, it's the game telling you, hey, you messed up, and now you're being punished for it. Right. Uh, that usually in the US version did 24 damage. In the Japanese version, it does almost twice as much. Jeez. Hmm. The move what? where Kongle runs up, grabs both Lavitz and Dart at the same time, smashes them together, mm -hmm. and then like pretty much like backhands them into the wall... The U.S. version, it did 16 damage and 24 damage, respectively. In the Japanese version, it's doing almost 50 points of damage. It's Maybe, it, it is bullshit. Maybe I just, I'm misremembering, like, but don't, weren't Japanese games typically way more difficult back in the day? And that's like why we didn't get Super Mario Two. Uh, no, NES era, but I didn't think in the PS. I, I would go as far to say is that that's bullshit as well. I'm not not I, saying I don't know. I but just remember hearing like that. for example, 
Uh, Mega Man Two, the U.S. version is significantly harder than the Japanese version. Hmm. Uh, that that you sure? like, I uh, think you need to fact check mm, yourself on that. Go look, go look it up. the The Japanese version had a hard mode for Mega Man Two. <laughs> All we got was the hard mode. I was gonna say, back in my day, we didn't have difficulty levels. <laughs> no, there's there's difficulty levels for Mega Man Two. Um, but for this game, they they heard the feedback of just like hey this is ridiculous and so they reduced the damage the overall damage from all the enemies universally 20 to 30 percent in addition to that they increased the damage that magic attacks would do by 10 to 20 percent as well so your magic attacks are underpowered the enemy hits you like a fucking truck uh and then there's like weird nuances like so in the the heroes tournament in disc one where you're in um I forget what it was, but it's like the big caravan city. Uh, and it's where low on. Thank you. And like you go to fight each of the the enemies one after another, one after another. When you get to the Lloyd fight in the US version, if you get killed by Lloyd, um, it just continues to. the story. It's like you're supposed to. But there's two there's mm-hmm. two checks. It's either you can get killed by regular combat or you get killed when Lloyd uses his quote unquote final attack. In the Japanese version, if you don't get hit by that final attack and he just outright kills you, the game's over. Hmm. It just also, says just like, no, you're done. Chris. You had it backwards. Japanese, so from Mega Man 2, the Japanese version of the game, there's only one mode. It's that. It's just that mode. In the American version, there was a normal mode and a difficult mode, and the difficult mode was the Japanese version. Okay. Very well. Fact checking. We'll ruin this podcast. No, so. it won't. It'll make it better. Um... But no, it's 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 just absolutely insane having to go through the the Japanese version of the Legend of Dragoon. Like, there's portions like, for example, when you're in the Black Castle at the end of Disc One, there's supposed to be a shopkeep there that's mm. supposed to give you potions and angel prayers, and you can buy them at any time. Does not exist in the Japanese version. You have to go grind out the soldiers, mm. and there's a twenty percent chance of them dropping that healing potion. Uh, mm. The fight with fucking uh, what's his name? Goddamn Dole. Uh, I can beat that fight at level 14 comfortably. I lose at level 16. I finish that fucking area at level 18. So it, the, the difficulty is just cranked all the way up. What is those? Those tacos? Give me some tacos. Fucking taco cat over here. Yep. No, get fucked. This is the second time I had tacos today. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no, but besides that, I'm... I'm kind of taking a break from trying to grind it out. My plan was to have the game completed by the end of this weekend. Uh, that was not happening the last two days. I've just been chilling, downloading my games onto my Polymega, which I have a love-hate relationship with because there are times where this machine is absolutely amazing, and then there are other times where I literally want to bash my fucking hammer against this goddamn thing. Hmm. And is it because it won't read discs or something? Not necessarily. Like, so there, there is an issue uh, with some games. Like, I've got a small pile over here. I probably... Well, I guess this is I guess you need to girl. give a rundown. <laughs> I guess that? you need to give a quick rundown on what the Polymega is for people that might not remember from when we talked about it before. Oh, yeah. Sure. So the, the Polymega is a um, disc-based emulation machine. Uh, that is its primary function when you get the base model. It plays everything from uh, the PlayStation 
Sega Saturn, which is like the biggest boon out of this. The fact that you have an external emulating system that uh, plays Sega Saturn. That was the selling point for me. Um, it can play Sega CD, Neo Geo CD, um, PC Engine CD. So it can do all five of those things. Uh, the controller and then, looks like a Sega CD controller. So controller. that is no, a module that. that is coming out yeah. for the N64. So this is also going to be <clears throat> the first, uh, depending on the timing, the first N64 emulation console. Yeah, and the that, way that they that do one that looks like the Hori controller. Yes, and the yeah. way that they do that is by these fucking things over here. So this is Modules, the Turbo Graphics baby. one. That's the big. module. Yeah, it's they're fucking huge. That's so like the way that it, would you say that's like original Xbox dimensions right there? No, maybe no. The box, the box, maybe oh, not okay. the actual contents inside. So the yeah, Polymega box. Oh, the Polymega is is relatively small, right? Yeah. Um, but this is these are the modules that it comes with, and each one pretty much has the the same design, just with the console centric. Uh, modifications to it so you have the controller ports in the front you're always going to be able to use whatever controller ports came with the original console That's you have a big the deal cartridge slot in the front or on top depending on you know what console that it is that you're using and the way that it works is that there is a button on the side of the polymega and the front panel will slide off and then you can slide in another panel for the respective console What's super great about the Polymega is that it's very similar to the Retro Freak where you can save the, the game onto the hard drive of the console. Even the disc ones? Even the discs ones. In fact, oh, what wow. I'm currently doing right now is I've got a stack of PlayStation games in front of me. And then one by one, I've just been feeding uh, a disc in there, let it download, and then swap it out. And as I was saying... I have run into some issues. So these are the games so far that I haven't been able to get in. I don't know if it's there. What the what play Maji promises is that it will play 90% of all the disc based games out there. And I've run into problems with like Echo Knights, Power Slave, <sighs> Resident Evil Survivor, Alundra <laughs> and Final Fantasy Origins. And that can be like one of two things. Either the game disc needs to be buffed out, which I'm planning on bringing it out to my buffer tomorrow, or it just it doesn't it's just not compatible. I want to say congrats to the second person in my life to mention the game Echo Knight. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's a good fucking game. Thank you. Um but no, it's the I don't know if it's if it's one or the other. And honestly, out of the what is it, the four or five games that's not working, I've been able to put up, what is this, 61 games saved to the console already. It takes forever. Don't get me how wrong. Much, this, uh, how much space is that? So on the console itself, it only has eight gigs. I have a 250 gigabyte uh, S micro SD card and also a 512 flash drive that I can plug in. So... Okay. Between the two of them, I have almost a terabyte of space that I can just put on there, and I'm just noticing I didn't need the 512. I was gonna say, at all. <laughs> like these are old games. Like you know, people can. Some of us can remember that Nesticle, that thing was not even a, uh, a megabyte or something, something crazy. Maybe not that small, but I just remember people showing me that and like that's the NES library, but it's 
on a flop. Right, it, but for NES, that's that's one thing. When you're talking about Saturn games or PlayStation games, right, yeah. uh, the average well, size I, of a PlayStation game is roughly a half gig. Uh, give or take some of them are most of them I would say is is a little bit more I would say about six to seven hundred megabytes uh, I've only run into like one or two games where it's 200 megabytes or less and one of them is RPG maker for the PlayStation and that's yeah. not even a game um, so but still of I'm almost halfway through my PlayStation library and I've only killed 25 gigs, so I didn't even need this fucking flash drive that cost yeah. me ninety dollars. That's good great. to hear. Well, you you have a you have a pretty like what's the what's what generation does the Polymega top out at? Um, there is talks that they're going to incorporate or make an update to have Sega Dreamcast. So technically, that would be what is that Gen six. Sixth gen. That's that's technically because Dreamcast is technically part of PlayStation Two, GameCube, Xbox series. Um, there are no plans five. for five. Is is Nintendo sixty four? I I like. That's I may funny. be wrong on the Mega Man two shit. I'm pretty sure I'm not wrong on this. I don't know shit when it comes to generations. It's fine. So. Um, oh, that's a so, weird thing. Yeah, it's a weird. That's a weird. Because isn't the first one supposed to be like the Atari? The Dreamcast was almost like Gen one. Like the Dreamcast was the first of that gen, but it had most of like N sixty four and PS one games also on it, so it's a weird. Yeah, it's it's almost like it's it's kind of similar to the Switch, where people say it's like oh, Switch is like eight point five when it comes to gen because it came out right in the middle a development cycle for the PlayStation four and PlayStation five, um, you know. But no, the Polymega is expected to have an update for Dreamcast, but outside of that, everything from PlayStation, Sega Saturn on backwards up until Gen 3. So Gen 3 to 5 is where it sits at. So you have the NES, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, um, fucking Turbo Graphics, and it's also compatible with adapters. Mm -hmm. So I can get my Famicom adapter, start putting Famicom games on there. And I don't know, but I want to say that if you get a power... Um, what's, what's the... The power base converter, I don't think, works with it. I, I know that it plays 32x games. If that's what you're leaning towards, I'm not sure though. Not thir not 32x. I'd, I'd have to confirm it because I'm in their Discord now, and they've been doing some crazy ass shit with it in the modding and whatnot. Um, yeah, but they have I a universal think... wireless controller for this system, which is pretty nice. Yeah. Okay, so that's one of my complaints about this because I have one, uh, and it comes with the okay. base model. Um, the buttons on this bitch are fucking sticky. Like oh. it's it's not great. It's not a great controller. So if you're trying to do anything that's like high speed, low drag, like fighting games, or even like where you have to get the button mashes right on the Legend of Dragoon, this will yeah. probably fail you unless you get really used to it. How's the I'm not very happy with modded. this. The D pad is not very responsive. Like it feels like it works, but it's again, it's very very sticky. You can't do fast motions with it. Um, the deluxe bundle's on sale right now for seven hundred. I mean, I would I would say that that's like its regular MSRP. Pocket, thank you for the raid, bro. Um, we Hell yeah, I, appreciate that. I have a hard time like really saying super positive things about the whole experience because even with its UI, um, the Polymega is. 
it's almost there. That's the best way that I can put it. It's almost there. There's there's like a few hiccups when it comes to um, switching out modules. You, you probably have to restart your machine when you do that. There's been times where I go from disc one of The Legend of Dragoon to disc two, and it just does not fucking read it at all. Hmm. Um, that's that's not good. No. So it's it's a labor of love. But for what it is, since it's the only thing that's out there, and for the most part, it runs really, really well. Um, I would say if this is something that's really up your alley, um, definitely, definitely check it out. The, the, the silver lining when it comes to like the controllers is that you could plug just about anything into it. So I'm using a 360 yeah. controller. That's a big um, deal though. Yeah. And I, and I, and I'm able to pick, put in like my fight stick in there. I can put in my, uh, that's good. My, my PlayStation five controller. Like it's, it reads pretty much any modern controller right. out there. So all in all, like it's mostly a positive. I would say, like the the only other negatives that I keep on running into is not necessarily the uh, customer service, but just like the turnaround time for these things to get out there. For clarification, I ordered this back in 2020. Yeah, they've had. It's been yeah. almost two years since the day that I have ordered it, that I've gotten the Poly Omega and the two modules, I'm still waiting on the Super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis modules. Mm. So who knows when those come out? Because there's no timeline. Right. Retro Freaks are available now. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing that I was saying before the no stream, mods. right? So, like... The Retro Freak can do everything that the Poly Omega can for, cont- for, for cartridges. Um, and you could get that now. So I kind of wish that I can get the, the Retro Freak, have that be my, car- my cartridge-based uh, thing, and then just have gotten the Poly Omega strictly for um, well, disc-based uh I'm looking gameplay. at this now. I'm looking at this now, and like each of these modules are se- about $79, and the Retro Freak plays Famicom, Super Famicom. That's 80 bucks. It plays, oh, I'm sorry, Famicom and uh, Nintendo. And then it also plays Super Famicom and Super Nintendo. That's another 80 And then it plays Mega Drive games, and it plays TurboGrafx ga- or PC Engine games. So that's ch- it's cheaper to go Retro Freak right there already. <laughs> well, this does Yeah, but do you, you no, no, no. Well. You, need, you need the base model. Right. Oh, so never mind. It's not even like you could just buy these. Yeah, no. So again, when I when I was showing this, it's only the front panel. <laughs> there's oh, there's slots. Yeah. There's slots that this hooks up to. So you're going in like when I got this, I went in for two ninety nine for the base model because I had the early bird special. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And then each module was an additional fifty bucks. So. Okay. Yeah, for, for the time. Also, now the it's more Freak, expensive. The Retro Freak plays uh, GBA and Game Boy Color and Game Boy games too. And this does not. So mm-hmm. that's that's the other issue. Now, I can get around that by... Uh, I just recently got the adapter for PC so that I can play my Game Boy, oh, Game yeah. Boy Color, and Game Boy Advance games on my computer, and I'm able to capture it through there. Um, but in addition to that, like, the... Uh, I've also got a Retron 5. Retron 5 is not the best, but at least with the Retron 5, I can play my repro carts because I've got a few repros of like some stupid, silly um, like ROM hacks. 
And I can't do that with the Polymega. Now, the the flip side to that is that the Polymega, you could put patches on there. So you can get translation patches or you can do the patches for these uh, crazy mod updates. Like if you wanted to play Metroid for the NES, but you wanted to play Metroid Rogue Dawn, uh, which is an entire re redo of the game, you can go ahead and you can do that. It's just, it sucks that I'm not able to plug it in there and then let the game run. Mm, right. I'm trying to see... If the retro freak is even still available. <laughs> still waiting for my Polymega. I don't know when it'll get here, but I did the bundle when they had a crazy fuck you Walmart discount as well. So it was a really... crazy fuck you Walmart no, it was, discount. It's literally yeah, the, no, it's that was a Walmart discount. It was fifty bucks off because Walmart fucked over their shipment and they were like mm-hmm. one of their, if not their major provider or distributor, I mean. Wow. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. So so I hit that up. I got all the modules coming to me, minus the N sixty four one, but uh I mean, it's got it. You can I can say I'm going to be able to save my Saturn library on there. Like, that's a big deal yeah. for me. And pal and I keep joking that like next convention where we both have our polymegas, I'm just going to wheel on in and be like, here's my Panzer Dragoon saga. And he's going to be like, here's my Burning Rangers. Let's download and swap. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, the next time I, I see you that's what I did with the Retro Freak. Yeah. I scanned it. I took a so. full night to scan in all of his cartridge based libraries. Right. Homie was up until like two o'clock in the morning. And then he's right did before it my flight. The next day. Yeah. It was, it was pretty ridiculous. The, the it looks like is, the Retro like, Freak is around 400 now. Yeah. Uh, I'm seeing on Amazon for 520. I'm looking on Play Asia. Okay. So, that's probably get, the better yeah. thing to do. And you got to be careful, too, that you're getting the one that plays all of the because there's one that's just like Super Famicom and Super Nintendo. And mm-hmm. that one's a little bit cheaper. But uh, there's also a Game Gear adapter for this as well. Right. So, yeah, you get your Game Gear games in there. Yeah. And the Game I, Gear adapter is universal for the um, for like the Retro Freak or the Retron 5. So, like, mm-hmm. I still have the ability to play my portables, I guess you could say, if I wanted to. It's just I, I really want poly mega to one get their shit together so that they can start building more modules and get the shit out to the customers faster yeah. um and b i just i just want one centralized unit where i can do everything because yeah. there's there's a lot of plans that they had for the poly mega when it was when it was like the, the thought process was initialized they wanted to have a shop and start working with publishers to get their old school games onto their shop um i just find that next to impossible to believe it's going to work out, especially when you're talking about the big three, Nintendo, Microsoft, and not necessarily Microsoft, but Nintendo and Sony, Sony having their games on the same platform together uh, is going to be next to, it will never fucking happen. will never fucking happen. So you got to lean in on like the third party publishers that still own the rights to their shit. Um, as opposed to what's first party and what's you know first party owned. So, you got one on eBay for three thirty five right now. So that's Poly Mega. No uh, okay. Retro Freak, yeah. and it comes with the controller adapter, where it, it's like a controller hub, mm. where because it's usually the controller that it comes with is a USB like it's like a universal. It, it really looks like uh, what the Wii controller was. Uh, the Wii Pro Ugh, controller, the not the Wii U Pro, Pro or controller. whatever the thing that was yeah, not made looks, for adult hands. Yeah. It looks like that, but it's USB, and then this thing connects into the USB to where you can use your OG controllers. Mm-hmm. That so. is that is a big deal with the Polymega for myself personally that you can use the OG controllers because it's like I have like 
nine Saturn controllers and I have like, I don't need to buy more USB controllers for games I already have controllers for and stuff. But the big thing for me, I mean, when they had that fuck you Walmart deal and uh, they <laughs> dropped the price of the bundle again to essentially a big old apology for everything, I hit that up and it was significantly less than the deluxe version is now. And I, after a discussion with Rachel of like, look, this is a, a portion of my tax return, but this is like future proofing my collection because I won't have to worry about the con. The consoles go before the games. That's just everything. Or and it's so, rot eventually. Yeah. So it's like, but the, but the thing is too, you know, one, it's a, it's a hub. It can be a central hub ideally. Mm-hmm. And two, save the things on there and then i can i have friends that have games i'm not i've i've given up for anyone that knows our histories as collectors and stuff i've just given up collecting saturn that basically a two years ago (laughs) so Mm -hmm. it's nice to have friends that have stuff and i'll be like i will finally be able to play this game with a saturn controller because i'm weird and want that experience i guess you know there you go so it works you, for me. Have the it's game, it's so. good for Chris. Corey could probably take advantage of this console. This is not for everyone, but it is a good standard that we need. In, in my cartridge library is much larger than my uh, disc library that uh, the Polymega would be able to play. So yeah, I'm I'm on so. the inverse of that. I've so. got a relatively large uh, PlayStation library and Japanese Saturn library. So yeah. All those. I played Super Famicom games behind me all the time on this jank CRT. That's what I'm looking for. Is I need to. I want one of those nice ass CRTs. Is what I want. I almost Good bought luck. a uh, Japanese copy Special of Bomberman Second Attack today, but I didn't want to you get the store it. business. Cats Cowards. walking in the lights. I fucking Cats looks like there's a gremlin behind me. Oh, <laughs> guys, guys, it happened since last week. I now review stores as soon as I walk out of them. It's happening now. You should do it. Yeah, I so. saw you. You actually, I looked at the review and I was like, oh, he did it. Yeah, so. <laughs> oh, I did that one. And then we went to a store today that I was just not happy with. So did you review that pizza place? No, that's not even worth it. I, oh, yeah, actually, I did forever ago because I called Super Bowl Sunday and they answered the phone and then told me they weren't taking orders after I started to give them my order. I was like, I are you what? I went full care in my breath. I went full Karen on them. So they weren't Terrible. ready for Super Bowl. So. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Chris uh, it tells everyone buy the Polymega. So, <laughs> or not? That. Keep if an it eye on it. If you. anything, you know, keep tabs That's, on it. Yeah, yeah, definitely do that. The N sixty four is very because this thing at H this uh, thing outputs HDMI, right? Yes. Yeah. This mm-hmm. is this is this is ten eighty. I think there might be four K support. Don't and N sixty four has been notorious with it being tough to either a emulate or b successfully output hdmi yeah. without i mean there's that one thing where you can send it into the one company that will like put the hub in there and like, oh yeah you know but it's it's tough it's like trying to get a 3ds capture card like mm-hmm. installed it's really hard i'm, so, I'm behind on at? the stream but you just had the retro gun come up and yeah fuck, when that comes out uh they're they're not you want to know how much though. that retro gun is a hundred damn dollars sir yeah alone by itself yeah I don't That's know crazy. if I have a game that can, like, outside of, like, Duck Hunt. I'm not spending $100 to play Time Crisis of the Dead, Corpse Kill. Die Hard. Yeah, Die Hard. The, the second, yeah, those games trilogy. are on the Dreamcast. Is, like, is well, there... Okay. Are they Maybe also on you Saturn? Have a component TV, I, or, I mean, a tube TV. I do not have one of those. So, like, okay. Virtua Cop. He's yeah. in the future, but in the past all the time? So. <laughs> yes, we are. 
No, it's specifically you. So. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yes, have some. Oh, God. All right, cool. Uh, video games. Well, video, ja- and then Japanese Legend of Dragoon is... Bullshit. I have it. I haven't started it, and thanks to Chris, I, Chris got me. He's like, what do you, you want should... for Christmas? I was, like, I was like, I want this Japanese PS2. He's like, I bought it. Yeah, so... <laughs> I'm jealous of that. That'll be a thing I buy when I'm over there for sure. It's the white, man. That white PS2 console is fucking beautiful, especially like having the... Because I have my... I had the white one, and then I have my black chunky one that has the Street Fighter uh, Udon logo on it, or the decal that I put on it. So it's it's it looks really nice on the shelf, but I need to bust it. Out. I ch- we tested it and it works because Chris was like, "Hey, as soon as you get it, you need to test it because we haven't tested it yet." So <laughs> it didn't even, it but, didn't come to my house. It went directly to you. Yeah. So, but no. All right, Scotty. What's uh what's going on in your life hole? I got some pickups, uh, but not not much else in in that hole. Um, so let's do this first. <laughs> That's uh, another title. Not much left. Not much in that hole. <laughs> uh-huh. So um, not re- much in that crank boy hole. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, figure out the title, please. Um, so Rachel went to a horror convention yesterday. Uh, they had a <laughs> fright night panel, but she was walking around the boots and stuff and grab me some stuff uh got a copy of fangoria magazine with the splatterhouse those game are awesome reviewed hey. on it um it has a fun little timeline in there too wait and which one which which splatterhouse game the last one the, the ill-fated one, one. Okay. yeah um good game just so repetitive and such a victim of uh developer development hail and uh, they oh actually had a timeline or like a brief history of horror gaming and you will not believe what game they mentioned in there besides our game club game of the week month thing. That's right. Are you talking about that? Illbleed. Okay. They talked about Illbleed in this. Where? I don't see it. That's what that big old screenshot is. Oh, yeah. Um, what? Okay. It wow. says there, uh, Illbleed emphasized tension in its funhouse nightmare while also providing nasty payoffs. But it mentions that it's not scary. It's just like uh, well, I it, out of every magazine in the world, I would ill bleed fits in Fangoria. So. Yeah, thousand percent. But yeah, she grabbed me that, and then some clueless dude was selling all of the Wildstorm uh, second run of Wes, Resident Evil, Resident Evil comics, Resident Evil. Five of them for fifteen bucks. People are trying to sell individually these things for way more than fifteen. So that was a nice little, cool little thing. There you go. Um, they're okay. more crap to clutter everything you know? yeah hell yeah i mean if they didn't have they all have backing boards so if uh, yeah. oh nice yeah but yeah and yeah, there's lastly, a couple comics i bought because they were just in good connect or good condition yeah she well she also uh shot me a picture of the comic book adaptation of the first turtles movie i was like no just never look for turtles comics for me because i don't even want to be tempted to go into that world because it's too much there's there's very nice hard books on Amazon. That you oh, yeah, I have one of those. I do have one of the, for the very first I've thought about did. delving into them because I bought the hard books of Helsing and I've been buying the hard covers of Berserk. Uh, rip on that one. So <laughs> you were the, the problem one. is the first um, they're fucking huge. Like the first the, the Turtles volumes are like, yeah. no, I mean the size. It's like you're reading a vinyl yeah. essentially it's too big oh you can't, okay it's gonna be at your coffee table or whatever it's not gonna be you know in bed before bed yeah you just uh, like you gotta, <laughs> uh, let me pull out this phone book and try yeah. to sleep so mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
like uh yeah but yeah and then i shared this well i shared that in the discord as well but uh i also got the Mega Man legends vinyl which is that thing looks cool. i got it pulled up on screen here too okay, that good. thing i don't have to try to oop, hit my mic it sorry. looks the the cover it looks very like the characters look like they're made out of clay and the way it was done it looks like they're literally popping off like look at that that looks like oh god it's him again <laughs> he's in the box it's god <laughs> <laughs> oh god i'm not kidding league. i'm not gonna spoil Mega Man legends but you need to play that game data's got some shit going on he does that's all i'm saying <laughs> yeah so it's very cool uh the i forgot what color the vinyl itself is so i was sort of Did disappointed because it's just clear oh the one i'm showing is the blue splattered one yeah well that one went real quick um oh, so okay. they still they have do... the cassette tape i'm okay um <laughs> They do have uh, Jeremy Parrish of Limited Run Games and Retronauts wrote this big ol' on the liner inside. Just I haven't even read it yet, but it's like a fucking novel. Um, Jesus, yeah. So, but yeah, it's That's really... Awesome. I really like the artwork, especially that Mega Man is... I don't know if you can zoom in on your what you're showing people, but he's got his uh, headphones on and he's toe-tapping. Oh, yeah, he is. There it is. Oh, God. So, That's about as close as I can get for people. Yeah, so. but I mean, you know, I've got the serve bot behind me in the very middle of the vinyl is a couple of them dying or whatever. Man, serve bots are so much cooler than the than the minions. Yeah. Let's get that trending, people. Please. Uh, people are going to be like, what's this? It's copying minions. And I'm like, you fucking. <laughs> yeah, where's the I serve bot you. movie? Yeah. Chris, what did you go get? Um, No, you brought up the, the hardcover and it brought me back to when connor was over for magfest you said that you collected the hardcover berserk right yeah it's been really hard to get them because i mean i'm also being that guy waiting for him to go on sale do you uh, have issue got... nine uh no i do not have issue nine <laughs> well this is waiting for you when you show up oh so, man i got bongos I... I got berserk i got a bunch of stuff waiting on me <laughs> i'm yeah, gonna have to drive to too many games <laughs> probably yep probably bring that u-haul Oh God, no! So, just, I got yeah. a big ass SUV now. This is so. like, like I want a model of this. I just want this scene in real life. Fucking rainbow. You can make that out of play doh. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, like buy some play doh, and then you're you're good to go. So, so very cool. Uh, Mega Man Legends. We know Rachel can do it. She's made that awesome Sonic thing from yeah. that Sonic video. Next up, <laughs> right. Um, Jesus. Yeah. Speaking That's of Rachel, awesome, she and That's I. Really uh, cool. The other thing that I have on on the docket here is uh, we went over and helped out my buddy Lee um, with his Lee. Uh, speed punk band uh, do some gang vocals in the studio today. And I what are share... gang vocals? Is it background vocals? Yeah, sort of. Um, I shared their band camp in the YouTube, and I'll somehow do that in the dis. Uh, twitch if someone else can do that maybe yeah they're just speed punk i mean not just speed punk but they're fun and um everybody should check them out danvers is the name of the band and we did danvers. some gang vocals today so it was cool to be in a studio again and i need to be in the uh, more. it didn't pop up on the it oh maybe it maybe chat. a band shit i don't know maybe pop but, it in the discord and i can put it where it needs to be got it done right there you go there we go yeah. There we go. I mean, they've got yeah, a song called Prime Told Me There'd Be Days Like This. And also, those oh alien bastards God. are going to pay for <laughs> shooting up my ride. So, what's not to love? Jesus. <laughs> this is right up fucking. Scotty's like, can I be in your band? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, Lee, Lee is good people. He 
basically guerrilla marketed the Megavisions booth when Rachel and I were running it at a local show, and he had he has physically attended the marathon as many years as he's could as he's could when it was not the same weekend as PAX, basically. Um, so well, you'll you'll probably meet him up at PAX East, actually, Chris. Uh, he's been to like almost every one of those. Um, but yeah, he's a uh, he's one of my few nerd friends that's also into pop punk. So. Hell I could yeah. buy their vinyl for $7. So. I just bought their Good. vinyl for $7. Nice. <laughs> Wait, you're welcome, Lee. <laughs> $1 goes to Scotty. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, yeah, it was cool. Got to so. get back in the studio again, though. But it, it was fun to be in that and just do that for a little bit. So I was going to say, it's probably teasing you a little bit. You're just like, yeah. I want to be here more. Like, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a thing. So cool. that's really, yeah. I uh, mean, just more overtime in my dumb job. So I haven't done haven't really played anything uh, at all. I actually, I did restart. I'll just mention it because it was tacked on to something I thought about doing or I mentioned, sort of. I did buy that $5 add-on bullshit for Resident Evil 3, so I have like the infinite rocket launcher and crap, and so I'm just going through the R, <laughs> the R3 make again uh, with that. You're just like, ah, today sucked. I need to blow up everything and not yeah. have to worry about anything. Well, I saw there's so. a trophy for get through it in under five saves, so I kind of wanted to try to do that. Assuming the infinite weapons don't um, affect your trophies or whatever. Nice, nice. Oh, yeah, uh, I don't, I don't have my. I mean, I have a story that I'm going to talk about on the docket, but I wanted to bring up. I forgot. I did play, you know, a couple video games this week uh, for MegaVision stream. I played. Uh, I was going through the Wii U library, and I was like, oh, because I, I originally put like a hundred things on my Wii U library. And then I started going through them, and I was like, ah, I don't need another like Super Metroid. It, I don't need it on here. Like it's I, on Switch, dude. Yeah, it's on anything that, that is, was yeah. on Switch mm-hmm. got gotten take got taken off. Anything that I could easily have on the Retro Freak got taken off. Uh, but a lot of stuff like the Turbo Graphics games, mm-hmm. I do not easily have access to those. And I decided I was like, hey, I haven't played a shmup in a long time. And Kusanagi was like, "You should start with Salamander, oh, good which is Life oh. Force in in the U.S." And right. so I started playing. I never touched it before, and I'm looking at it. The I did not know that the Turbo Graphics was a shmup haven, is what it was. Yeah, that and JRPGs. And I started playing it, and the music's fantastic, and the game is great. It's I didn't know until about an hour in. I got to, I got to about. I got I, I beat the third level. I got to the final boss of the third level. There's only six levels in the game. Mm-hmm. But uh and then I so I'm about an hour in and TJ goes, Well, you did start with one of the hardest shmups on the system. Yep. And I went, wait, what? <laughs> I was like, Well, I felt a lot better about myself because I was getting I was avidly getting to the third level, and I'm just like, All right, we got this, we got this. And if I would have stuck with it, like I'm pretty sure I could have beat, and I'm gonna go back to it because I, I I've this is gonna go into my story, but I want to beat hard games like that on stream because I'm just like I remember, I remember, remember, I remember that uh, as a kid, just even beating hard games, I was like, this is great, like it feels good. Like I recently beat Castlevania. I've beaten Castlevania one before multiple times, especially on my DS when I had it on that on my 3DS. But it took me an hour and a half to beat Dracula, just because Castlevania is kind of bullshit. So, and I, I, I. I don't want to, and this is just me, I don't want to use save states, I don't want to use the rewind stuff. I get it, some people do want to do that, that's that's just not me. But the moment, the moment that I beat Dracula, it, I beat him at midnight on the dot, and when I beat him, it's just that, 
look, I've drank a lot in my life. Mm. I've done drugs before in my life. Mm. That feeling of beating something after putting so much fucking time into it and wanting to give up over and over and over again and just to be like, I did it! I did it! That's the best fucking feeling in the world. That is one of the best feelings in the world. Oh, by the way, before I get away from the shmups, I also played uh, Lords of Thunder. That game's fucking awesome. Yeah. The metal music Hell is yeah. I remember seeing it at too many games when I went in 2019, and I didn't really get oh. to hear the music because there was so much stuff going on in that arcade room. But when I was playing it, I was like, oh, my God, this sounds great. So uh, I, I'm a big supporter proponent for the Turbo <laughs> Graphics because it is, it is insane what it was coming out with in comparison to everything uh, else it's contemporary yeah. so it's like i knew the turbo, graphics, the turbo graphics i think came out in like 1988 or 1989 so it was definitely the first 16-bit console that got released mm-hmm. um but it was like an arcade haven before yeah. what yeah. sega genesis was doing there's a so, lot of good stuff on the wii u too that are that are turbo graphics games like apparently there's uh air zonk which everyone is telling me to bro yeah. air zonk <laughs> is super fucking good Super I feel like it'd be good. right up my alley. So yeah, it, it's it's silly, stupid fun. Um, yeah. and then like even even beyond like shmups, uh, you've got shit like Ninja Spirit, which is being reviewed for the next issue of the Mega Visions magazine. Um, I know nothing about that. So <laughs> no, it's it's a it's a great fucking game. Super fucking good. It's nice. The reason why I appreciate it is because it's it's very straightforward in what it does and what it tries to be. It's it's you know. Two simple Not, fucking no buttons. fluff, yeah. no fluff. Get right to the point, but it is it is like that that old school difficulty, and it is it is chef's kiss. Dude, the, super the music in Lords of Thunder, like someone was like waiting to. They're like, because I was started the stream, I was like, hey, we're gonna start with Salamander, but I was going through my wish list, so they're like, fucking buy Lords of Thunder, and I was <laughs> like, all right, I did it, and because it's like six bucks or seven bucks, and uh, when I booted it up, they're like, you're gonna love the music, and this metal music starts, and I was just like okay and i was just and what's great too is i the game was just like go there's really no explanation it's just like you can pick between these four armor sets you can pick between all of these levels have fun and i just happened to get lucky and found out oh the earth armor is amazing on this level so Mm -hmm. i was able to beat that level really easily but then i went into another level with the water armor and i got fucking murked so <laughs> there's just a lot of really high quality games on the the turbo graphics even beyond the stuff that i've mentioned utopia is a decent uh, zelda clone um you've got are the, the turbo games. graphics games are they the are they the like d- not discs but they are the little they're, cards. they're the hue cards they're the yeah. hue cards the cartridges okay mm-hmm. so yeah well, it's the a reason... shame but the turbo graphics mini is pro- well in terms of like aside from earth or wait was uh, aside from some of the things that are on the SNES Mini, I think the Turbo Graphics Mini legit has the biggest collection of overpriced games now because of mm-hmm. all the shmups on there and stuff. So unfortunately, the minis have gotten higher in price. Um, but yeah, if but... you can track one down close to its MSRP, it's a that's a fucking good deal with some of the stuff on there. I have a Wii U, so I'm so... buying this shit now. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I remember the Wii. The first Wii was what introduced. Me and my roommates Wii virtual a bunch console was of, amazing. Uh, turbo graphics stuff like uh, Dungeon Explorer is 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 like a yeah. worse gauntlet, but still a lot of fun. We, we I think that's yeah. something I I would say we could play together with Eddie. It might be a really good time. 
We could definitely look. It's a into five it. player dungeon crawler. Figure that out. Oh, yep. Jesus. Okay. Uh, anyway, the reason that I brought it up is I was on Twitter the other day, and this isn't like a new controversy or anything, but GameSpot had published this tweet that said, uh, Hideki, help me out, Chris, Hideki? Miyazaki. Oh. Hideki yeah, Miyazaki? I couldn't say it right. Yeah, Miyazaki, uh, he was given reasoning behind Elden Ring's difficulty, and he's basically said, like, I do apologize toward anyone that feels like the game is just too hard, but I just want p- players to, uh, I want as many players as possible to experience the joy that comes, fr- that is, that you get from overcoming hardship. And you're just like, so I'm not going to get into details, but the last couple years have been pretty rough just in general, um, like outside stuff of like, you know, family members passing away, COVID and all that stuff. Uh, but overcoming that, and that's probably one of the reasons that I get so much joy out of beating these hard, hard. That's why I love the Dark Souls series. Like the games are hard. I'm not that per. I don't want someone to not be able to play a game because it's too hard. But I also believe that if a game is a little too easy, you're not going to really appreciate the time and effort you put into it unless you really like the story. That's a different thing. But I feel like Chris kind of like feels is kind of on my level with that. Where because I mean I, the reason I say this because we both like Dark Souls games. Mm-hmm. So, but just being like, how many times have you fought a boss in Dark Souls? multiple times then you finally got him and you're like yeah fuck you or you one shot at a boss on the first shot and you're like how did i do that like, like yeah both both of those things it's 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 weird and i understand both sides of the argument just after years of having this conversation over and over and over and over again and i think that with the release of elden ring i've been playing a lot i've been put not a whole lot of elden ring i've been taking my time with it and i've really been enjoying it I'm not going to go into story because I don't Right, but I was going to say it's just it's a fucking huge game. That's all. It's I'll massive. Say. <laughs> it's absolutely fucking massive. Um, but I think that it's not my favorite Dark Souls or my favorite Soulsborne, so to say. Um, I do like Bloodborne. So It's in fact, I think it's a little bit more on the easier side, but with that said, um Elden Ring is a good example of Maybe not to say like accessibility, but like the the where quality of life changes influence right. like the gameplay where it's just like for someone who was first getting started into like Demon Souls or Dark Souls or even to a certain extent Dark Souls Three. Um, there's a lot of we nuances. feel like that was the most that was the most accessible one for people coming into the franchise. Yeah, Dark Souls Three is by far the easiest game in the entire trilogy. Um, and then you have, then you have like the really difficult ones, which is like Sekiro and Bloodborne. I personally think that Sekiro is the most difficult of all of them. Um, and that can go both ways for Bloodborne or, or Sekiro, but that's not the point. The point that I'm making is that Elden Ring is like the culmination of like trying to maintain the spirit of Dark Souls, that, that hardship difficulty type shit, but also just evolving beyond the archaic, um, staples that was holding most players back. Uh, the fact that you have a jump button is amazing. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> yeah, like like the jump button is – you don't think about it when you play a lot of Dark Souls because the jump button used to be like you had to have a running start. It was a leap. L3 and it was a leap, right? Like, now uh, you have like Zelda. a no shit jump button. Yeah. Uh, you have a you have a mount that you can just run around. Uh, 
you your your stamina no longer goes down when you're running out in the overworld unless you are surrounded by enemies then then that's when it matters um there's fast travel in the game what you know yeah there's fast travel you can well, now fast travel from grace to grace in the beginning, I would call that's bullshit, but then I saw how big the game is. I was like, there better be fast yeah. travel. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, 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 no. But it's it's like I don't have when I say fast travel, I don't mean like in the Dark Souls sense where you had to go to a bonfire. You don't have to go to the bonfire anymore. Oh. You open up the map and you fast travel to where Just it is boop. that you want to go. Just boop, you're there. It's that's super nice. fucking good. And the thing is, is that they're still able to, um, to to show off a lot of the the skill and the storytelling and in the side quests and just the world building. The world building in this game is absolutely fucking insane. There are enemy designs, like core enemy designs that blow anything out of any of the other games out of the water. And whether that's like the influences of George RR R. Martin or not, it Elden Ring is just <laughs> or Berserk. <laughs> absolutely fucking fantastic. Yeah, or or Berserk. But I mean, Guts the Sword is like in it. I mean, it's the Guts Sword is in every game, though. <laughs> roughly, it, it's it's very very similar. Um, but getting back to the topic of difficulty, um, it is it is easier than the other games in the right places where it needs to be. You gotcha. know, it's it's no longer it's it's still going to punish you. You're still going through the areas where you're going through the castle, and you got those big ass fucking knights. And it is, hey, bitch, good luck. You know, learn learn the fucking yeah. matchup. That's the best way that I can put it. Learn the fucking matchup. You're still well, going up against bosses that are hard as fucking shit. That element has not changed or gone away. But I'm saying this now. I'm going to have a hard time going to the older games, especially when I decide to go back to Dark Souls 2 or fucking Bloodborne, because yeah. there the are quality of, quality of life changes made to this it's game. It's the same with Monster Hunter. <clears throat> yeah, like the Monster Hunter Rise has so many quality of life changes that if you go back and try to play, I don't know, I, Try Ultimate, which was on the Wii U, uh, you're gonna have a it's, you're gonna have a bad time. Like it's just very mm -hmm. rough, and that's what I also it worries me. Like, don't get me wrong, I don't want anyone to be barred by accessibility to be able to to be unable to play any game. That's not fair, but I'm also worried. That with a lot of these rewind functions, like I was, I mean, just Scotty and I were playing uh, Contra Hardcore. <laughs> like, yeah, that game you could be, be like, just rewind, let's redo that. Rewind, let's do that. Do those games lose some of their notoriety once you introduce these rewind and save state functions? I don't think so. I don't think so. No. You don't think so? I don't no. think so. I, I think that for the time that those games came out, it made sense why the game was built the way that it was. You had limitations of the hardware. Um, you had the 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 spirit of the arcade with with those games. Nowadays, for a game that would last a long time. So nowadays, like you you jump on this game and you got to think about who your your customer is. Right. How many of these kids that are playing this game for the first time are actually going to sit down and be like, okay, I've got to bang my head against the wall uh against this one boss and if i lose all my progress halfway through i have to start from the fucking beginning because i ran out of continues um that is not how these younger the younger generation playing these games have been brought up they're used to oh i died i go back to a save point yeah, no yeah. no holds bar like i just so automatically disheartening for go them back. when they get into a situation situation where maybe you and i and scotty we grew up on those games yeah so, so i think it. 
Otherwise, I think that the review bomb because I can't restart where I want. Yeah, and yeah. I, and I think that times have changed in this in this situation where it's like I think that's a warranted uh criti- level of criticism because for us you could just sit there and be like oh you're just being a bunch of bitches you know get good get good that's the, right. that's the thing that you always that's hear the argument the dark, that always comes in the up, Dark Souls yeah, community the argument <laughs> um. Yeah. But like with these with these older games, you got the the newer generation where it's just like I just want to experience the game. Not everyone's going to be a hard ass. And think about it like this: how many of those people who actually went back and and bought hardcore contra hardcore back in the day? How many of them do you actually think finished it? Outside right. of the hardcore gamers, not many. not a whole lot of people. Yeah. Right? No, it's we not. <laughs> it's not a new sentiment. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like it's not a new sentiment. So like in the modern era, having that option is great. Because the one who controls the rewind button is you. That is true. So, so I don't think it's like, that big I'm of a deal. I'm going to do it. I, I wanted to say I wanted to say what my thoughts were exactly in my tweet. So I'll just read them. I said one of the reasons. So I I, I, I retweeted the GameSpot tweet, and I said one of the reasons I still play retro games without save states or rewind features. The moment you overcome a difficult part of the game due to the sheer determination, or in my case, stubbornness, because that's what it boils down to sometimes, is is one of the best feelings in the world. And I followed up with, this isn't a statement calling out other players that like these features or enjoy playing on lower difficulties. I, I mean, I, I linked the video of me playing and beating the uh, Dracula, and I was just like, this... Like, I'm just, ex- I'm just telling people what my experience and what my feeling was, and that is a feeling that... Basically, at the end of the day, it lets me be able to forget about all the bullshit that happens in my life... And this is the sole thing I'm focused on right now. Like, boom, I have to beat Dracula because if I didn't, then what the fuck was I doing for the last three hours? Like, mm-hmm. that's what it comes down to. And when I beat it, I was just like, yes, stream end. Like, because <laughs> it was late. I mean, Raven's Quill was there the whole time. She's like, you got it this time. And then the next time she's like, oh, man, I thought you had it. And I was just like, it, it felt like, again, like if you grew up with a sibling, like I was, I did not really. I, my brother wasn't born until I was twelve years old, but I had a cousin that I would hang out with, um, and it was very much time like you got it, like you got to try this. It's just it, maybe it just brought me back to a, a much more simpler time in my life, and uh, younger generations. And I'm not gonna say every younger generation. There are some people that go through different hardships than others, but a majority they. I don't know if they're gonna feel that this way like I did. Maybe they get that feeling from getting Final Battle Royale in Fortnite. I don't know. That's not me. So Chicken dinner. Oh, wait. That's the other one. I guess. Is that player? Is that's player PUBG. unknown player battleground? Whatever it is now. PUBG. PUBG. I'm old sounding right PUBG. now, man. <laughs> yeah, you are. PUBG. They still play the games on the fucking whatever. <laughs> like, but I mean, at the end of the day, what I'm just saying is. Whatever, it's okay to play game. It's okay to want to play games on amazingly hard difficulties, and it's okay to want to play games however the fuck you want to play them. Yeah, it's like however you get that feeling, do it in a video game. If you get it from story, so there you go. Yeah, I fucking you know two things come to mind with this. Um, it, one of them is when I played Catherine for the first time, and I fucking I was so interested in the story. And I, but I just could not do, I could not wrap my head around some of the puzzles. 
Uh, and and this is from yeah. I'm not saying I'm a puzzle genius, but I like puzzle games because uh, the somehow that's that's relaxing Resident to me. Evil. But so. um, yeah, I mean that's bare. That's like twelve percent a puzzle yeah. game. But <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but it got to the point at the ca- playing Catherine. I was like, I want to see where the story goes. And it's it's like week of its release. You know, when it came out, there was not full playthroughs yeah. yet and stuff. So, but I found a guide that was just a video online of like i would pause my game play video he moved the cube there okay pause video unpause my game move cube there because i just wanted to get through the last couple of levels because i wanted to see what the story yeah. was doing and i could not i was getting so stressed with not being able to figure this stuff out but i wanted to see mm-hmm. where it went so that was you know there's that thing but then like the best example of like um what's it called quality of life um as of late was the re-release of fantasy star one on the switch they added so much good stuff to that yeah and i I watched it's not a new video but i watched one of happy console gamers videos that is his favorite game and like he played the shit out of it as a kid and then you know he's a married man with the with a child now and his wife was away one weekend and he's like what am i gonna do so he loaded that up and because of like the uh speed up that it has it's got a map in the Mm -hmm. thing it like gives you descriptions of items he was able to play through his favorite game in like a little less than a weekend's time and have just as much fun as when he had no life as a child and would play that game over like a span of a couple weeks or something so right you know there's there's different ways to experience things the way but that game is not it it can be a challenging game but because it had those altering things that could make it a little more uh you could sink your teeth in a little more friendlier is the phrase. I the thing is we can live in a world where both of those exist. Yeah. So I think that's it's okay. A lot of people need to realize yeah. that they have a hard time realizing it. So there you go. So. Play video games that they make you feel good. So that's basically right. what I did this week. So I was, I, if you want other shmups to play Corey, unfortunately a lot of them are going to be fucking expensive. So you'll find ways well, to you play took, them. Uh, you took giga wing off of my fucking list last week. Whoops. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I think we played that for the marathon last year, didn't we? We played Mars Matrix, and that game—that's what it was. That game kind of sucks because it is the most. Oh, user... what? I enjoyed it. No, it sucks in the form of like it is the most user unfriendly shmup because you have to grind and you barely see anything oh, new for a while in it. Um, gotcha. We yeah. didn't play it that long, so <laughs> no. Yeah. Whereas, like another one, like I, I lucked out with my shmup introduction, which was Galactic Attack, and that's a game that actually changes itself depending on how good you're doing. Um, but, uh, yeah, okay. I, could, I could recommend shmups and stuff for, well, we were, we were talking about shmups and I was like, well, I guess like my first arcade game that I remember playing and loving was Galaxy or uh, Galaga, like yeah. Galaga, not Galaxian. Galaxian was a different game. It's very, yeah. uh, but, but Galaga was just like my jam anytime. I mean, even when we go to too many games, like if I see a Galaga machine, I'm going to go walk over there and check it out. Like, I'm just like, can I still get the extra man? Like, let's see. Oh, I got it. Oh, I fucked up. So there you go. So it's just, I don't know. Yeah, I like shmups. Uh, I I will say before I forget it because I rarely get a time to mention this game. But if you want a bullet hell as opposed to a shmup, that's a good like entry level thing. Death Smiles is pretty good. I I am almost a hundred percent. You think that's entry level? <laughs> yeah, it's not that bad. I mean, I used to play Toho games, so I I, I own Death Smiles. Yeah, <laughs> you got that faceplate. So... 
I do have the faceplate. It's <laughs> on my Xbox. Remember those <laughs> fucking dumb things? I think it, yeah, it's behind me here. Look at this dumb thing. Of course, Scotty has a faceplate. No, no, it's behind a lot of stuff. I'll get it another time. <laughs> oh, no, I actually put it on my Xbox. I, yeah, I always no, forget I mean, like what it's from. The uh, oh, Yeah, because you can't pry that fucking thing off. You guys remember faceplates? No. Cool. No, you'd pop the fucking pins, and then it ain't yeah. sitting on there no more. <laughs> and hope that you don't break so. the drive in the process. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. All right. I think uh, I think we can go on a quick break. I got to take a pee-pee, and then we got a couple news articles we're going to talk about. And then we're going to announce. Make sure to stick around. We're going to announce the next game we're going to play on the Scrub Club video game club. I don't know how we fucking named it. Video game uh, Scrub Club. Video game Scrub Club. There it is. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Uh, stick around. Enjoy the tunes. We'll be back in a bit. Oh, there it is. Death you had smiles. to. You had to go back and get that. <laughs> I had to. Uh, yeah, the limited edition version of pull Death things smiles. off the shelf so that uh, I wouldn't knock things off the shelf. Don't you want to fly around as preteen girls, Corey? I like shmups with ships. One of them is so... <laughs> seventeen, I think. You'll that makes it okay. That one. <laughs> Question mark? <laughs> yeah. Death smiles, everybody. Uh, anyway, this is not the news article. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh he no, dropped there's it. no one that's, that's 17. Mm. Whoops. All right, so the first little bit of news that we have <laughs> is uh, the the Wii U and Nintendo and all that stuff have been pretty hot topic the last the couple Wii U uh, and podcasts Nintendo. we've been talking about. The Wii U Nintendo. Uh, but the Video Game uh, History Foundation has commented on Nintendo's uh, quote-unquote destructive retro policies. So uh, the Video Game uh, History Foundation, who do all kinds of amazing work preserving old video games and hardware, are undis- understandably not happy, particularly in the fact Nintendo, quote, actively funds lobbying that prevents even libraries from being able to provide legal access to these games. Basically, they're tired of Nintendo, like, people want to play these games, or even the older games, like, give us access to it. They won't give it give us access to it. They won't let us buy it. Okay, we're going to emulate it. Oh, they're going to get in trouble because they're emulating it? Then what the fuck do you want us to do? Like, it, it's basically what it boils down to. And here is the exact uh, the tweet. Well, it was a tweet, but they, uh, they came out with a statement on February 17th. This is a little ways back, but... Uh, It says, quote, while it is unfortunate that people won't be able to purchase digital 3DS or Wii U games anymore, we understand the business reality that went into the decision. What we don't understand is what path Nintendo expects its fans to take, should they wish to play these games in the future. As a paying member of the Entertainment Software Association, Nintendo actively funds lobbying that prevents even libraries from being able to provide legal access to these games. Not providing commercial access is understandable, but preventing institutional work to preserve these titles on top of that is actively destructive to video game history. We encourage ESA members like Nintendo to rethink their position on this issue and work with existing institutions to find a solution. Basically, they're kind of barking, not barking up the tree, but they got the same sentiment that we do. Like, we're just trying to preserve video game history because there's so many titles. Yeah, you got your Super Nintendo, you got your Super Metroids, and you got all this other stuff that are going to, no problem. They're going to make it to the future consoles. But what about all these indie games? And I mean, and not necessarily saying that all these games are good. It doesn't mean that they have to be good. They should be preserved that they existed at one. It's, it's a racing. History is basically what it's doing when it comes down to it. And it's it's sad, is what it really does. And 
I next time I'm in Dallas, I gotta go to the video game history uh, museum because that place is fucking awesome. So this kind of goes back to what we were talking about with the Polymega. Um, they're one of the selling points to the Polymega is that they wanted to create a storefront so that publishers can put out their older content onto the platform. And yep. I just have a really hard time taking that sentiment seriously because you have members esa members like nintendo and playstation uh which one they have their own storefront and on one hand you can kind of like lightly give a golf clap to sony because they're i guess you could say like their retro classics or yeah the ps classics line that they have um notably with the playstation one is very very robust um Mm. If you have like a PlayStation Vita, uh, you could still access the PSP games and the PlayStation One games on that console. Um, PlayStation Two, they really didn't go too heavy into it. the The library is is very limited considering how many games were actually released for the PlayStation Two. But the inverse, the the, the PlayStation One, I want to say that seventy percent of their library is out on PSN, still available. So long as a lot you of those the, games were on the PS3 one too, like yeah. Well, it's, um, it's the same thing; it carries yeah. over. That's yeah. that's what I'm saying. So it's just like you know they have this this library where if you have the hardware, you're able to access them. Uh, Nintendo, on the other hand, is actively working against the consumer in being able to get these games, which is a far cry from when the Wii came out. Because when the Wii was coming out, they were they were putting out regular titles not just like their own first party games but like third party games that like some no shit one's we never even really heard, heard of, of. <laughs> like uh and when they got when the wii u came out um only a, a small number of those were re-released for the wii u um and the the perks of buying it on the wii u was that you can do save states you couldn't do like HDMI. a rewind you had like you can remap your controller whereas on the the wii version it was like get fucked play the original version or die um yeah. but just over time when you went from the wii to the wii u to the nintendo switch now the nintendo switch is just like here's 30 games uh it's all the same shit that's on the fucking uh virtual mini <laughs> mini thing um yeah Buy our fucking my, online pass. My only my only understanding to this that I could think that Nintendo is doing, because let's be honest, how many times have we fucking bought Super Mario 3? Like, more times than we probably should have. Like, is Nintendo just trying to do this so, like, later down the road they, they, they can just ensure that people will either, A, forget that this shit happened, they're going to be like, oh, they brought all these games out, let's buy them again. But it's just, like... I'm worried about the games that aren't going to make the cut, though. Like, we see it now with any all the people lobbying for games to come on. Like, that was the first question that someone said. All right, all these games that were accessible, accessible on the Wii U, are you going to bring them to the Nintendo Switch uh, online thing at any time soon? They're like, we have no future plans for that. And you're just like, what? Like, what the fuck, man? And it, then... It, it, go ahead. It, it it was just like why why should I trade in my my shit now I have to hold on to my old hardware, yeah. to ensure that I, I mean, have... granted we're different we keep all of our shit but I understand yeah the, but I the mean like consumer even even for the normal consumer because when they hear people were just like oh yeah that came out on the Wii and the Wii U and just like oh well can I get that and we're like no because stores cl- shut down there's no way for you to access that shit ever too ever. late too bad get fucked like so it's. <laughs> The thing is, just like you have the rights to make all these games show up on your next platform, whatever. What does it cost you to put it on there? 
you know? And now everything is moving towards subscription services, and that's why you offer these older-style games as a subscription service. What does it cost you to put that game that is, like, the size of half a, 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 a kilobyte onto your fucking platform? You know what I mean? I mean, the entire I, I know that's a little library can be on a thumb drive, so... Yeah, it's... it's <laughs> I know what I said was a little bit hyperbolic, but, I mean, come on, dude. It's... It's the same fucking shit. It's not like you're making HD remasters of all these fucking games. You're literally just taking the game, throwing a rewind feature or something else on it, and then boom, there you go. It's not hard to... Granted, I say it's not hard to do, but I don't know how to code or do any video game shit. So, I just, I don't know, man. It's just... It's, it's, it's dumb. Like, I was looking it up, too. I was like, hey, I kind of want to get... Because, surprise, I have a 3DS uh, that is homebrew. I, I did it myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to, but I think the problem is the homebrew version has to stay on a certain version, which means I cannot access the online. So I was like, cool, that's fine. I understood the risks when I did this. So I was like, I kind of want a 2DS XL. Yeah, right. Those things are like fucking, people are selling those things for $300. And you're just out. like, what the fuck, man? Like Walmart was selling them. Like, Nintendo, not too long ago, was selling the refurbished ones for $100 on their website. Like, and from what I heard is, performance-wise, since it took out all that 3D shit, the system works a little bit better than the 3DS XL. Yeah, the 2DS is is actually, like, a really solid piece of hardware. Like, the flip version. Yeah. But now I'm fucked. Unless I want to pay exorbitant prices from third-party members. It's kind of fucking stupid. Yeah. Not gonna lie, it really is. I'm really tired of it with Nintendo in particular. I I can't even like say that it's just Nintendo because it's a combination of just everything that's going on with the secondhand market right now, and it's never going to go back to the way that it was. Get that nope. shit out of your fucking mind because now you have these people where, um, you have something that is it. is quote unquote valuable, and they treat it like an investment, and it's always going to be three hundred dollars. There has there has to be like a, a a reckoning within the second hand market in order for that shit to come down. It's gonna have to be a because huge fucking bubble that pops or something. You can't expect Nintendo to fucking not Care? be huh to to be there. Yeah, yeah sure. Um, but it, yeah, yeah, but it's it's just like I don't understand yeah. the thought process behind. It's just like just just release the games. You have them in your vaults. There's, there, you, you have know nothing people to lose. will buy them. <laughs> you could release them at full price digitally, and people would get them. Yes, they would. It's, 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 it's I don't it's, know. And yeah, I, I do. Sad. I mean, since we're talking so much shit, I'll give quick props to Sony because I didn't realize it until I had my PSP. Like, oh, I can just play Resident Evil Two on my break on my lunch now for the fuck of it. They yeah. didn't have to put the classics on the PS One classics on the store and then. That I could play up, Legend of Dragoon on my Vita. Into that machine, so yeah, mm-hmm. Vita, Vita's great too. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's I don't know. I, I know it sounds cliche, and we talk. I mean, we talk shit, and we also love the Vita. But I genuinely love my fucking Vita. Like it's a really good system. Yep. Like I really like it. It's really sad what happened to it. It's such a weird, like net, like hmm, this isn't the exact same thing, but like. I have the Duke Nukem Megaton edition that was released on the Vita and then Gearbox delisted that on everything because they released that 30th or whatever anniversary mm, of Duke yeah. Nukem but I still but Nuke I will Nukem. always be because I bought that on the Vita when it was out 
you can't get it anymore on any digital storefront. I just love having Duke Nukem handheld. So that I don't know. That's well, the same thing that, with like, PT. Victim of this sort of. Oh Jesus! Yeah, here we go. Like that's the <laughs> whole reason that Scotty, you wouldn't update, or what was it? What well, you wouldn't update or do yeah. something to your PS4 because you were going to lose PT. Yeah, until my mm-hmm. hard drive died. Yeah, that's so. unfortunate. Yeah, I, I just mean, saw. I experienced it though, but th- this is like the, as plain of an example is like if a book publisher was like we're not putting out our best-selling book anymore. In fact, we're burning all of our copies, and if you buy one, we will arrest you. <laughs> you know, it's, like, almost it's, like that. It is insane. So, like, I mean, I talked about it. I think, Scotty, you and I talked about it. I was just like, I mean, it's time to become... I'm going to wear a fucking peg leg because I'm going to I'm yeah. gonna play the games I want to fucking play, and if you're not going to let me fucking buy them, get fucked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do what I want to do to get the games. It's not you're not going to keep that shit from me. That's not cool. And maybe that's just my nature like that's just my nature in general. Some people might be content be like, "Well, I'm not allowed to have it, so I guess it's not good." No, fuck that shit. I don't know What's where to go weird, from. Weird. So. I remember <laughs> I remember this this reminds me of I I'm not sure 100% how accurate this is, but House of the Dead Overkill on the Wii at the time was the most pirated game. Because people didn't want to buy a Wii game. They just pirated the shit out of it. And and I remember mm. Sega coming out and saying, like, that's why we didn't put a sequel out. Because nobody actually bought it. The sales were not great. <laughs> Everyone, Everyone loves it, but... No. <laughs> yeah. But they, for some reason, didn't want to buy a Wii game. I don't know. It was some weird thing, but I just remember hearing about that at the time. So. That's weird, too, because the Wii was, like, one of the most, like, there was... Out of all the systems back then, like, the Wii was in more households than anybody, I would want to say. Yeah, like, it's a Wii strange printed thing. money. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I, I, don't I think know. it's I think it's really good, and it it's really good, and it's a huge telling of the time that like an organization is setting aside the professionalism of Twitter, if that's even a phrase, and yeah. just fucking calling mm-hmm. out one it's of the oxymoron. biggest is calling out one of the biggest companies in video games to say like yeah, because at the end of the day, that's what the video game history. Yeah, you are actively but. hurting history now like what the fuck are you doing yeah so it's it's sad it's it's really really sad and uh, the problem is too like we say this and we talk shit on but we're still gonna buy like nintendo's gonna come out kirby's coming out kirby's we're out gonna fucking I buy forgot. it <laughs> yeah kirby came so, out and i forgot and i was excited for it well i think the de- it was i think it's just the demo is out right now right the demo is out the game uh, is not out until next okay. week yeah right. it's like another week so Roger Dude, that that that, that fucking tweet that dan reichard put out i showed it to rachel when, yeah so Perfect. for people that don't know uh go check out dan reichard's fucking uh twitter and right when he gets the kirby like kirby engulfs the car and he's driving around someone redeemed a daytona theme song it's just on oh his, so that like was the minute he perfect. busts through the wall, it goes Daytona, yeah, like, and he goes, "Oh, it, this is great." It's so good. <laughs> yeah, just check it out, uh, man. Yeah, th- this sincerely bums me. I mean, I don't know. I'm as discouraged. We we've talked about that. I don't even know how. I'm tired of wasting my breath on this discussion. It's kind of a nothing against record, us yeah. choosing this or whatever, but I'm so happy that an actual legit organization is coming out about a respected this. organization. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Because th- these are the same people that got you thinking, like, oh, shit, yeah, how do we document World of Warcraft? Like, wh- what's going to happen when people start, yeah. you know? So, like... Playing that. <laughs> they're doing... They're doing... It's... I don't know. I mean, this is just a sign of the times overall that, like, oh, we need to keep track of video games for history. You know, you mean a bunch of 
virgins in their mom's basement aren't the only ones playing these things. No, you need to keep. So. Th- I mean, it's. I mean, I'm a firm believer that history needs to be preserved in all aspects. Like we need to keep. We need to know what happened previously so that we can either a learn from it and improve upon it, or b not repeat it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I'm not going to get super political on it, but I remember growing up, there were parts in history class where they're like, oh, we're not going to cover the war. Like, of like, I think we're like, world, some war. And I was like, that's bullshit. That's the only reason I'm in the fucking class. Like, if we're not going to cover that, then I'm sleeping again. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I had history class, that first learner. class of the day. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that shit. She said, I remember my history teacher goes, yeah, uh, so next, I was like, next week we're going to talk about World War II, right? And she goes, no, we're going to skip right after that, and we're going to talk about this. And I was like, all right, don't expect me to pay attention, like, because <laughs> I'm not going to. Like, it's 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 goofy, but no, uh, I don't want to say it because we do represent an entity, entity but uh, I don't want to say the words I want to say, but find the way to play these games and fucking play them. That's all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. I can't advocate the other thing. You know what I want to say. I've so. got a lot of I've got a lot of ineligible cartridges. I'll say that. Uh, Chris does too. Yeah. <laughs> I have a lot. I don't give a shit. I was going through my retro freak the other day, and I was like, so when you're going through it, if the game is recognized, it puts it all alphabetically, and then I got to the U's of like super of like Game Boy Color, and it was just like unknown game, unknown game, unknown game, unknown game, because it doesn't recognize the uh, the uh, what are they the ROM hacks. Right oh, off the bat. Right. So it's just like unknown game, unknown game. I was like, oh, yeah, this is Pokemon cock. This is Pokemon. Like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> All that stuff. Fantastic. So. All right. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, like I uh, said. Write to your, write to, write to your uh, local Nintendo congressman and let them know how you feel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. There you go. They're, they're just in the broom closet. It's just a skeleton in the back of a broom closet, like at a mm-hmm. small desk. <laughs> Uh, all right. So the next article that we got uh, is a, a feature article that the artist, not the artist, but the writer uh, Sam from over at Megavisions. It's called Game Developer Acquisitions, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. And Chris is going to give us a rundown on this one. I'm going to give a very detailed rundown yes. of this. Because oh, <laughs> uh, apparently there will no be a quiz prepared. at the end. It's, <laughs> Shut it's up! fine. <laughs> It's fine. Uh, just last week, Nintendo announced that they would acquire a longtime development partner, SRD. While this news alone is certainly huge, it arguably pales in comparison to the other major gaming acquisitions this year. From Sony buying Bungie to Microsoft buying Activision Blizzard, we're seeing a large game publishers grow to almost Disney-like sizes at unprecedented rates. Ultimately, this poses a much deeper question on the future of the gaming industry as a whole. How will all the major gaming acquisitions change the entire landscape of the video game industry? Or will we get will we receive fresh ideas uh, get brought to established franchises? Or will the video game market stagnate with less competition and more IP exclusivity? So, the good uh, is that acquisitions make certain games possible for the first time. One positive outcome that could emerge from the quote-unquote fallout is the potential to see new games that would have never been possible otherwise you may have noticed a pun in the previous sentence alluding to my primary example fallout new vegas 2 with our new with the rpg fallout new vegas released in 2010 it quickly became a fan favorite unfortunately while developer obsidian expressed doing a sequel since 2013 they could never work out another deal with fallout to publisher bethesda 
However, Microsoft's 2018 acquisition of Obsidian, followed by its 2021 purchase of Bethesda, makes New Vegas 2 more likely to happen than ever. In fact, VentureBeat's Jeff Grubb even recently stated that Microsoft and Obsidian are both discussing a potential sequel. Another good sign to come from it was all the recent game developer acquisitions is promise is the promised commitment to keep the titles cross-platform. One example comes from Microsoft's earth-shattering purchase of Activision Blizzard. Topping the list of fans of many fans' concerns was the question if Microsoft would make the franchises like Call of Duty Xbox exclusive. Surprisingly, however, Microsoft President and Vice Chairman Brad Smith states otherwise. To quote, To be clear, Microsoft will continue to make Call of Duty and other popular Activision Blizzard titles available through PlayStation through the terms of any existing agreement with Activision. In addition, Sony's long-term goals with Bungie was to also include cross-platform play. Although Sony is widely known for its PlayStation-exclusive titles, the company made it very clear that they have no intention to strip away Destiny 2's cross-platform compatibility. Instead, Sony looks to utilize Bungie's expertise in live-service games to develop new titles across multiple gaming platforms. All right, the we'll back. give you a break. We'll give you a break. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so, video game acquisitions can be good. It is, there are good things that come from it, but I want to go back to the first, uh, and this is probably going to be covered in the bad as well, but in that opening paragraph that you said that video game companies and publishers are growing to almost Disney-like sizes, uh, I do feel that, and it makes me, it it really, wor- it, it worries me because it really feels like, it reminds me of like an indie movie maker, like they make an indie movie, and the movie is a hit. Like, the people love it. And then their next movie, they're directing a Marvel movie. And you're just like, what? It's kind of like when uh, Sony bought, what was it, the Insomniac that did Spider-Man? Yes. And you're like, okay, they bought them, and they're, 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 they, they still do Spider-Man and stuff like that. But I guess a better, a better analogy that I want to say is when Activision Blizzard bought off, like, Toys for Bob and Vicarious mm-hmm. Visions, and then we found out, Oh, they're just working on Call of Duty now. You're like, that is disheartening. Really shitty. Yeah, and you're just like, oh, you're... At the end of the day, it's kind of like... It's snuffing out that creative spark that made that company... Special. Special. And those developers, like those individuals, special. And you're just like, go work on this, you know, Call of Duty shoot a man. Like, and you're just like, what? No, fuck that. Like, we don't want, like... Call of Duty and these cool games, like, they can all live in the same world, but don't make this a fucking, like, cookie cutter. Like, I'm surprised this is the, what it, this is the first year without Call of Duty, right? Uh, uh, yeah, I think so. I don't think there's a main... Uh... I think they announced that it would be in, like, 2023 that the next one would be coming out. And I'm like, mm-hmm. thank fucking God. Like, has anyone not thought about just taking a breath of fresh air? But no. Money. Mm-hmm. I answered my own question, so, uh, but I don't know, Chris. I'll let you run down through the through the through the bad, I guess, real quick. The bad. So the fear is that creativity in the gaming industry could further stagnate. One major concern regarding all the major game publisher, major game developer acquisitions is whether the industry could stagnate. As large publishers become even bigger corporate powerhouses in the games industry, it is very possible innovation and creativity will suffer. With only a few large companies dominating the video game industry, we risk seeing an oligarchy um, that drives prices high and quality down. 
One notable example is New York-based Take-Two Interactive. The giant gaming conglomerate runs industry-leading studios, including 2K, Rockstars, and Private Division. Now, after a $12.7 billion deal in January, the company adds mobile game developer Zingna to its empire. Bazinga. The result... The result is that Take-Two now gains a significant <laughs> advantage in the mobile gaming market. And since mobile games like Zynga owned Farmville and Notorious for microtransactions, Take-Two will certainly capitalize. In fact, the rise of microtransactions in the gaming and the live service model overall is already something that the company takes full advantage of. The most obvious example is Grand Theft Auto V. The use of microtransactions via shark cards in GTA Online kept the last entry in the series alive for much longer than any of Rockstar's other games. In fact, over eight years since GTA V first came out, Rockstar finally announced that they're finally working on a new entry. Another sign of Take-Two's complacency comes in the form of game quality over some of their recent releases. For example, the ranges uh, from the mediocre to downright unplayable WWE 2K games to the abysmal GTA Trilogy Definitive Edition. So that's kind of like what I was talking about right before we, we, brought, we read that. It was just like, we're worried about the creativity going away. And at the end of the day, man, I mean, I think I don't we like games like, yes, there's sometimes we're like, oh, I just want another Dark Souls game. So we got Elden Ring, but it's not just another Dark Souls game. There's a lot of other mm -hmm. stuff with it. But then like for like Scotty, like and I, we want like you're going to play. Oh, you want to make another. You're not. Yeah. Goose game Goose or game. Night Trap 2 will never happen again or, or like we will like nothing of that caliber will happen if these companies keep buying... Yeah, It'll Bleed 2 <laughs> keeps buying up all these companies and not letting them... I will give it to Sony. They did let Insomniac be like, hey, you're still going to do your thing. You're just under us officially now. So that's why we got the next Spider-Man game and uh, all that stuff. But Bank it's... Roll. It's just... It, and, and it just reminds me of, like, Monopolies. And I'm just like... Damn when I game. first learned about Monopolies, not the game, because that game's garbage... But mm -hmm. uh, monopolies in general and, like, how they were regulated and why monopolies uh, are kind of discouraged and, like, other companies keep other companies in check by not letting them have monopolies. But, like, and I'm not saying there are companies nowadays that have full-fledged monopolies, but it looks like if things keep going, it could. Like, and I don't think that's a good thing at all. So I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. So. <laughs> no, I concur. I agree with it. <laughs> That's... Anyway, the ugly is that new parent companies can make established franchise consoles exclusive. Yeah. Arguably, the worst case scenario for all major acquisitions is that if the parent company breaks their promises. Circling back to Microsoft's new purchase of Activision Blizzard, many people remain skeptical on whether the company can stay faithful to, remo to remaining cross-platform. Although Microsoft indeed kept Minecraft cross-platform after it acquired Mojang, the company's track record is far from spotless. When Microsoft purchased Bethesda last year, they promised to continue publishing their IPs across multiple platforms. However, the company has since walked back on that statement. Microsoft announced that both Elder Scrolls VI and all future Fallout games will be Xbox exclusive. Although Smith once again reaffirmed fears that Activision Blizzard will now remain uh, 
Let me run that back. Although Smith once again reaffirmed fears that Activision Blizzard titles will also now be Xbox exclusives, part of his wording hints otherwise. In his statements, Smith specifies that the games will continue to release on PlayStation through the terms of their agreement. In other words, once Activision's current contract expires, there's no guarantee that Microsoft won't make their games console exclusives too. Yeah. The main... You don't have to read all of it. Like we already hit the we hit the main part things, so we're good cool. now. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm. Am I the only one that's tired of the console wars? I'm so fucking sick and tired of all of it. I don't care. Yes. You are the only one that hates racism, Corey. Good job. <laughs> I'm the best person ever. <laughs> God damn it, Scotty. <laughs> But it's just, I'm so tired of it. I'm tired of the fan. I'm going to say people. I don't want to gender anybody. But I'm so tired of the fan people that are just like, yep, wouldn't happen if it was on Sony. Or yep, wouldn't happen if it was on Xbox. And I'm just like, you are a word I can't say on this podcast. So, (laughs) like, you are so stuck. Like, I want to meet you in person and just, like, observe you for a day. And I'd be like, yeah, you're exactly what I thought you were. So it's just, I want everyone to be able to play whatever the fucking game they want to play. You don't have to, but at the end of the day, I'm going to answer my own question again. Money Mm -hmm. is what it comes down to is Mm got to have those exclusives. How are you going to sell the new console if you don't have that exclusive? So I'm so tired of it. And it started, starts back with Sega versus Nintendo, or it was really Nintendo versus everybody back then because Nintendo even like now was kind of a piece of shit back then. So... Mm-hmm. But that created competition and actually helped Nintendo fucking give a shit and try different things. Yeah, and it created a healthy IPs. environment, like a healthy so, economic yeah, environment. There, yeah, there could be healthy competition. So it's, um, yeah. I'm also just worried, too, about all these like, subscription just... services. I went through recently and went through a lot of my subscription services and canceled a bunch of shit. Because I realized, I'm like, subscription services, the rollover subscription shit is one of the biggest fucking scams I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. Because, yeah, it's easy. Oh, you can sign up and auto-pay and all this other stuff. But how many times, and I want you guys to think about this too, and people listening too, how many times have you had a subscription service take out of your bank, and you're like, ah, shit, I probably should have canceled that because I haven't watched, or I haven't played, or I haven't read Mm -hmm. anything. I did nothing in the last month to justify that subscription being active. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I, I, I fear, I, it, it, it boils down to... Preach. It, it boils down to the digital versus the physical stuff, too. Like, it's that's yeah. why this whole... Stre- it, having the streaming service is great, but I, I want to live in a world where both of those still ex- can coexist peacefully. But I don't... I think it's not going to happen that way. Because, I mean, let's look at physical. It's being phased out. There's the, Other companies are bringing it back. Luckily, Limited Run Games, uh, I Am 8-Bit. Strictly Limited. Like, Strictly Limited, like, all that stuff. Thank God for them. But it's just like, I was talking, who was I talking to recently? I forgot. And they're just like, yeah, I don't care. I just want everything digitally. I don't want any of that, like, all that other stuff. And I'm just like, why? Like, one day it's going to be gone. Like, you're not going to have access to it all the time. But they're just like, I don't care. I have access to it now. I'm just like, oh, but I think maybe we're just a different breed of gamer, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so why did that make you chuckle? <laughs> I, I don't know. It's it's just 
You like let, let me on my soapbox sometimes? <laughs> uh, sometimes the wild shit comes out of you. I don't know. I don't know how it's, to put it. This is the cranky corny, cranky Corey corner. The cranky corny Corey. So <laughs> cranky Corey. The triple C. Now it's just I'm. I'm tired of. It. I just I'm just. I uh uh I I. This uh, is a broken record that we're doing at this point, right? Like it is. <laughs> but we are. But sometimes but we, we got to remind people where we stand. So. <laughs> Yeah, on top of all these fucks. Yeah, but the part. But going back to the article, the partnerships and the acquisitions can be a good thing. Like you do mm-hmm. get some cool stuff that comes out of it. But like Sega doesn't interrupt Atlas; they just fucking let yeah. them do what they did. But they could have fucking shuttered. You know? Yeah, there mm-hmm. could be like you're working on Sonic everything so. now. Like, <laughs> yeah. Per- Personic Five. Mm-hmm. Perso- Thank God for developers like Yacht Club and Sabotage Games and. All these other indie game developers that are... Because, like, I'll be honest with you. Granted, I do keep tabs on AAA games and stuff like that. But I get super excited for indie games. Like, I don't... Like, AAA games are just kind of like... Unless it's like like Kirby or like Elden Ring or something specific to what I like. I don't really give a shit about the other stuff. Like, I don't give a shit about a fucking Call of Duty. I don't give a shit about a Fortnite. Like, come... If you are a, a lover of the Call of Duty franchise, and up until now, like we said, this year you don't have one, but or even the sports games, the, when you buy all the sports games every year, what is so different that is justifying your cost to play that other than I have to buy the new one because that's where everybody's going to be playing now? See, what's interesting is those will probably never go all digital. No. sports games like of any franchises or, or genre or whatever because that is i'm gonna say it that's that is the casual market and so if you're gonna try to do unless unless they throw commercials every five minutes on espn or something saying get your madden pass you know mm-hmm. to make sure you have the latest roster next year and shit there's always going to be a physical because there's always going to be clueless grandma walking into GameStop saying, Jimmy's got to have the new Madden 32. I I want to say, though, we're going to get to a point eventually. We're going to get to a point eventually where that isn't going to really exist anymore. Like, I hate to say it, but that generation of grandma doesn't know how to buy a video game is that generation will die off. Like, and then we're going to be the ones going in there and being like, where's the physical of this? Uh, Sir, you have to go online and sign up for the subscription. No, 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 no. Where can I buy the fucking disc? And it's just like... It's I don't just- want the government having my email. Mm-hmm. <sighs> oh, my God. I don't know. I could sit here and talk about this shit for hours, but I think it might be best to move on. So <laughs> It's fine. All right. This has been Corey's Cranky Corner. Look, you fuckers are agreeing with me, so... <laughs> Yeah, we're I just do. letting you go because there's nothing else to say. It's <laughs> true. We've had this conversation more than one time. You pick on the articles podcast. next week, then. <laughs> I will. I will. I will. And it's would, all going to be stupid. it was rough this week, all right? That was it's all going to be news. dumb. I mean, no, no, that was a good article. Good job, Sam. But <laughs> yeah, good the, job, it's, Sam. It's, it's all going to be stupid. I'm going to find some, like, fringe shit. That will have to read the article. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe not. All right. Let's let's move on. Uh, fuck that. Get that. Get that out of here. Get out of here. I don't want it on the screen anymore. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, I think I, I got. I got Corey. Where do you go if if you want to ask a question? You should join our fucking Discord. So I feel like I always ask you guys. So it's but, my okay. thing, motherfucker. I, just, I wasn't sure if you knew that you were talking to yourself or not. I was afraid you were going to start arguing with yourself. <laughs> then we need to be worried. I'm the one that's supposed to be saying, dude. That. If I ever do that, you don't interrupt me because that will be gold. Yeah. <laughs> it will be remember scotty's always like content yeah it's that's gonna be content yep. so yep. no yes you should join our discord and if you do that okay we do have a question uh, it'll sound a little bit like this uh does someone else want to read it because i've been talking i'll read for it zombie hunter minutes <laughs> zombie hunter like I haven't. Zombie Hunter <laughs> asks, so apparently the reviews have come out for the Steam Deck. Some of the negatives I've seen are the approximately 90-minute battery life and the major bugs when playing certain titles. Since they are making a huge number of people wait in, on the unit, do you think that you'd agree with the consensus that the system feels rushed? No. You don't not think this, so? Probably not. No, not with this one. He states that like all the pro, like 90-minute battery life, that if you thought this thing was going to have a longer battery life than that undocked with the performance it's putting out, you're sadly mistaken. Like I'm seeing, I'm looking at it from like a juiced up P, uh, laptop and it's also in a, who the f- also who the fuck is bringing this thing anywhere? Yeah. I'm going to bring it. Everywhere. No, that's, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that, yeah you're going to use it at home. Fucking like, huge. So it's, go ahead. I do feel that it's rushed. Uh, for for different reasons, I think that when it comes to bugs, yeah, my Steam Deck. yeah, when it comes to bugs, yeah, if you if you let it marinate for a little bit, it can release with less bugs. Uh, the ninety minute battery life, that's a cost effective move. You know, yeah. there was there is no getting around that. The battery life is is the 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 sil- not the silver lining, but it's just like it the the problem is so minute compared to all the other things. Where it's just like when they were designing this thing, they were just like. How do we make this run? <laughs> Something right. had to suffer. Yeah. Something had to suffer. Yes. I mean, like, I'm buying a handheld computer for less than $1,000. Mm-hmm. You got to cut right. the corners somewhere. So I understand why the 90-minute battery life is a thing. And it's not with everything. It's with the graphically intensive games. I play a lot of indie shit, and I play a lot of fighting games. So I don't really need a whole lot of power to run my shit. I'm not sitting right. here playing the fucking Witcher, though that is or a Elden Ring. Game. So. Or Elden Ring, you know? Uh, will that be a factor later on? Probably. But you know what? I'm going to have my shit plugged in when I do that shit. The appeal of me having the Steam Deck is that I'm able to play my PC games anywhere around my house that I want to, or I could plug that shit into the, the TV. That's the appeal to it. Mm-hmm. It's and your emulators. If if y'all remember to the vetted games days, okay, oh, when I bought we tried fucking <laughs> when I bought fucking like fifty of those those Steam. I forget what they're called, but it's like the the portable Steam machines. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Steam, these, de- Steam box, Steam. If it was called a Steam Deck, I'm gonna be mad. But I don't no, think it's, it's a Steam a Deck. Day. There was like no. some other shit, but it was essentially like no no bigger than like your cell phone, right? It was yeah. roughly the size of a cell phone, a little bit flat, maybe a little bit wider. But you were able to access your Steam library through that machine and stream it yeah. from your computer. This is just like the next step in that evolution, which I think is dope as shit. So 
Do I think it's rushed? Yeah, if the bugs are as bad as what they say they're, they are, yeah, it's probably rushed. But guess what? If bugs are the issue, that Steam can be machine. patched out. Steam Link. Steam Link, thank you. Oh, this one says that- Steam Machine. <laughs> <laughs> that's wrong. I'm looking at the same thing. That's wrong. Oh, okay. All those things. That's not real. All those things can be patched out. They've you already know. stated that they're already starting on the patches. Like, Yeah. So I'm not that worried about it. I don't know about you guys, but I'm I'm okay. I'm getting used to that loud fan. I'm excited. I'm ready for it. I'm ready to get it and be like, why the fuck did I buy this? Like <laughs> <laughs> So no, it's exciting. I I'm I know what I'm going to use it for a majority, and that's going to be like just being like, oh, I could just fucking play a Dreamcast game over in my. I can I can sit in the living room with my wife, and I can sit there and play a video game while she's watching Chicago Med. So there we go. <laughs> that's what the Switch is right now. Yeah, that's the thing though. It's like it's not rushed because this needed to get out there so that it could be tested, so that it can. Yeah, like, there's no. Yeah. I mean, it's it it's stress tests. it's not like a botched release. I don't know if that's what the he was right. wanting us to say it was that level. It's not that level by any means. Like there, there's a lot of like, yeah, there's some games that don't work on it that well, but they're still working on them. There's also a shit fucking ton of games that work on it really well. Like I think it's been confirmed yeah. about a thousand games run pretty well on there. I know Final mm-hmm. Fantasy fourteen did. So Kenny, you better fucking buy Britney one. So, <laughs> but I don't know. I'm ready to get mine. Hopefully, April. I'm supposed to give. I think that's when both of us are supposed to be getting ours. So, there goes my tax return. <laughs> so that's really all the questions we. Ha- I I had a question earlier that I was like, I'm gonna bring it up to them, and I didn't write it down because I'm an idiot. So maybe I'll remember it at a later date. So. <laughs> Wait, What's what the fuck? Favorite? I'm looking at this Steam machine and it mm-hmm. says introductory intro, introductory price four hundred to six thousand dollars. Woo! Why the fuck was what? What? I don't know why that range is like that. So <laughs> it's also Google, so it probably isn't fucking. That's real. probably wrong. It probably is. Yeah, so. I'd say I'd, I'd I'd bet on that being wrong. But all that right, could also be some weird placeholder thing. That is true. So, I mean, the first time when I typed in Steam Home Console, the Hyperkin Retron came up. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that's what you want. All right. I guess we we do the thing where we tell people what we're going to be doing. Uh, oh, well, the first thing is, I guess we can sit, finally announce the video game Scrub Club video game for March. And Chris, mm-hmm. we'll let you announce it. Yep. So, this month, we're going to be playing Disco Elysium. We had to go through a cockamamie fucking... No. (laughs) I am super ecstatic for this. I don't know why I picked that so high. Like, I I think I was... I'm surprised. I'm surprised that you fucking picked that one. I had a lot of homework and midterms to do yesterday, so I was like, ah, shit, I gotta do this by midnight, too. So... (laughs) Well, I did did pick Asura's Wrath as my first pick for my own when I was able to. I'm upset that that actually got hit really low, because I was just like, yeah, that'll be my number two. I fucked up the average on that one. You're welcome. <laughs> Guys, thanks. Scotty. I, I picked uh, Untitled Goose Game as my number one. So <laughs> I appreciate that. So, but no, I'm excited. I mean, I looked at it. I'm probably going to buy the, we talk, we were looking up prices earlier. Probably just going to get a physical just because I want a physical. Uh, I don't know how to feel about the game yet. 
I don't know much we about it. We haven't played it. Well, I don't even prior to this. The game came out in 2019. That's the point. Well, like, a game came out. In, I know nothing about it, which is probably the Good. best way I want to go into these games. I was trying to get people to play Michael Jordan in the Windy City, Chaos in the Windy City, <laughs> to the point where Chris was like, "Chaos in the Windy City," <laughs> and I thought yeah. he was going to be like Chicago, like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but we'll get around to it eventually. So, uh, yeah, no, uh, we'll probably, let's look at the date real quick. I guess what we need to do is, since it is March, we start today, we announce it, uh, we, we Uh talk about it on the 27th. Sure. I will not be here. So pick another day. (laughs) Uh, following week, following week is April, but I guess, uh, we'll we'll figure it out. We can talk about it and release the next one on April. So that's right. That's how we do it. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all right, uh, all right, boys, what are you guys doing? I'm working on my next video. That's that's all I have to the fucking update. That's what I'm working on. That is true. And magazine shit. Chris so. has to tell me what to do in that video. So <laughs> yes, it's fine. Or I just tag my name on the shit. Chris puts all the work into it. So such all is right. my life. What about you, Scotty? <laughs> Uh, Static Zone podcast. We watched Chef, and we're going to talk about it soon. By the time this is out, uh, that will be out a couple days later. So that's happening. I'm excited about it. And Megavisions is still doing stuff. There's a Shenmue podcast over there. There's a magazine coming out eventually. uh, And that's what happens. That's what I do. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. I can't announce what we talked about in the meeting last week, but... I'm excited about some things I'll be contributing in issue number three. So uh, that's really all I can say about it right now. Uh, But be on the lookout. And all I can say is Chris brought it up in the meeting, and I was not paying attention in that meeting. And when he said that, I put my phone down, and I was like, huh. So, (laughs) But no, I'm excited for that. Uh, We're So over on the Megavisions, we're going to be having some streams. By the time this one comes out, the night uh raven's quill is going to be playing uh alice one of the alice games i'm sorry i can't remember it's we just recently reviewed it i believe on uh on the the mag website i'm tired american mcgee yeah uh she'll be playing that uh we're gonna be having a mario kart night mario kart 8 uh on thursday if you guys want to get in on this fucking join over on twitch.tv slash megavisions we're gonna be going live about 8 p.m eastern standard time Hit us up in the Discord. Uh, we're trying to get a full lobby. I don't know if any of the new tracks are out yet. I think we still got to wait a little bit on that. Uh, but we got 60. So if Chris is joining, we're going to play all 60. So <laughs> why I don't like that Chris is smiling and being quiet. So <laughs> uh, I'll tell you guys after. Okay. Uh, other than that, uh, I'm working. I'm working school midterms. I'm going, I'm going to Austin soon for work, so getting that ready. I might try and throw a stream in here or there. We've been playing Majora's Mask on the Scrubverse podcast channel. Uh, that one's been running really well. I got my copy of Samus Metroid Returns, and I got it onto the PC, and it looks great. I will say on the 3DS, though, I turned on the, the 3D just in the beginning opening scenes and stuff like that. That game's fucking beautiful in 3D. That that game looks really re- the the opening scenes, not the gameplay, like okay. the opening, like the pictures yeah. that are like still pictures, but then when you put them three D, they're like all that. So, but no, uh, I'm excited about that. But that's what I'm gonna be doing. So, 
And Eddie's still buying pops, probably. Jeez, I think what is what he's at wrestling tonight, right? Yes. Who won? Is Undertaker playing tonight? The like. Undertaker retired. <laughs> I also oh said playing. <laughs> I hate you. He's the opener. <laughs> he's the, that would be amazing. We gotta get. Is, does he do cameos? Can we get him a cameo? So. Can we do an intro? I, I'm pretty sure every wrestler does cameos. We need to look into cameos. We need to get some shit out of our pot. We need new guy, buffers. <laughs> so, all right, we're gonna get the fuck out of here because I'm tired and I've been. These two are just watching me fucking ramble. So, yep, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> we'll stop. It's fine. Have a good night. Take care. See you. See you.